0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Can I get
2: an
3: advance? Payday's Monday. I know is Monday. Every place else is
4: Friday or Saturday. And they broke on Monday, boozing, whooring, pissing away their
5: money all weekend. This way, you are paid on a Monday, you got money all week.
6: You can save a little, build the future. The future. No, Tony,
1: you can't. The future. The future. You. It catches
7: up with you, and it you if you ain't planned for it.
3: I feel you touch me in the pouring rain And the moment that you want
2: Yeah, Friday morning here back on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Who knew way back when what a prophetic scene that was? I know that sounds crazy. Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta working in a paint store in Brooklyn and Bay Ridge. Who knew how prophetic that would be? You know, Travolta did the same thing every week. He worked Monday through Friday get paid on a Friday, go to 2001 Club Space Odyssey, wherever it was in uh, Bay Ridge, right there by the Crazy Country Club, with all of his buddies, and they would drink and dance all night, and all the money he earned Monday through Friday was gone by Saturday morning. And his his boss said, I'm going to start paying you Mondays because you're broke. You're broke all week long. And John's like, no, I got a big night tonight. I got to buy a new shirt. He's like, no. John, John, John. What about the future? And Chavota goes, F the future. And you heard what the boss said there. No, no, Tony, Tony Monero, the future F's you. And I remember I must have been about uh, 16 years old, living in Brooklyn. And uh, I got myself my first Visa card, Citibank. And I got a $5,000 credit. Only God knows how I got that, but I got it. And I remember feeling like a multi-multi-billionaire, like John Matidis, at a $5,000 credit line, Visa card, 16 years old. I didn't know what to do first. And my cousin, Mike Robbins, who I'm very, very close with, he's a big-time stockbroker lives in Boca Raton, Florida. He grew up in Newton Harbor. He was uh, living in Florida. And I would go visit Mike a couple of times a year and stay in his very swanky apartment in uh, on Biscayne Boulevard. And we would go out. It's the it one place we always went to, always, And it's still there. It's called the Clevelander. And it's one of the great bars on South Beach, the Clevelander. But uh, on New Year's Eve, we would go to one specific club every year called Club New on Miami Beach. And this one particular year, I got my credit card. And uh, we went to Club New, New Year's Eve, you know. And uh, I thought I was the man hanging out with a bunch of, like, Colombian drug dealers and Cuban drug dealers. And New Year's Eve, Miami, everybody tan, dressed in white. I got my $5,000 credit card. And I remember I bought two bottles of Dom Perignon. And my cousin, Mike, who's wealthy, said, where are you getting the money for this? And my exact quote was, I don't need money. I've got a credit card. And Mike said to me, "Sydney, I love you. You're my favorite cousin. But stupid. You have to pay the credit card back. And I, I remember saying to him, we'll worry about that later. And Mike said, okay, let's drink. (laughs) And it was kind of reminds me of that scene, right? I mean, F the future, go out, have a good time, spend all my money. I think I spent $3,800 that night. And 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 I have to tell you, my credit for like 30 years sucked. I mean, I bought houses with Danielle. I bought fancy cars with Danielle. I bought all these things. I never got a good deal my whole life. My interest rates have always been way above everybody else. My mortgages have been impossible. And I didn't realize when I was 16, 17 years old how I was really, really screwing myself up. So when the boss on a Friday, and today's Friday morning, of course, says, F the uh, the future, F's you, take it from Sid Rosenberg, he's right. Now, as it turns out, I became one of the all-time greats in this industry. So thank God I'd be able to rebound, but most of you will never rebound. You're just mediocre at best, and and you'll be stuck in this mess forever. And then what?
8: Happy Friday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one that's ever done that, boy.
2: You did the same thing, didn't you? Are you
8: kidding? I bet everybody in that newsroom who's gotten a credit card early has messed up like, yeah, let's put $2,000 down now. Right. You, know, you don't catch up for years. You don't need money. Frank yeah. Diaz just paid off a, two credit cards. He so maxed just, them out. Right, yeah, of course. And and he, he makes... Them
9: out. I, just had a lot. I, I have a high limit because I have yeah.
2: good credit. But you, you don't make any money. So how do you pay these things back? <laughs> Who cares how high your credit limit is? I mean, I remember the first book booker gave me $20,000 for the week. I had 300
8: bucks. How, how do you pay it? <laughs> Frank's a good little student, that's all. Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's your, um, that's your danger Friday story. So when you go out tonight with all your buddies like Justin Ellick, driving to Fenway Park with his friend, taking Joseph Aboud's Boston Red Sox tickets, going to sit there today and tomorrow, very cool, actually, and watch the Red Sox and Yankees stop at every bar in Boston, which is a great city, do all the cocaine, left in New York. What all now? this is true, by the What'd way. What's that? Um, just as a cautionary tale. That eventually you're not going to be whatever you are, 26, 27, and all the all the decisions you're making now will affect you when you're my age, 55. Trust me, trust me, take it from me. That's
4: exactly how it goes. Okay, all right. What do yeah,
8: I? He left no credit cards he when he comes back. He'll he he'll have nothing. He doesn't care. What do I do now? What are you going to do anyway?
4: I actually really
8: call your cr-
2: dealer. Get ready for tonight.
4: <laughs> how do you know I already didn't? Whoa! Hey now! Oh, boy. Yeah, um no, I actually try and only use my debit card. Oh, to very be honest good. With you. Yeah. Smart cuz yeah. that's real money. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, two months go by and my credit card bill is up to $7,000. Right. That's a problem. Well, how do you pay it? Well, I pay it periodically. I pay. Well, about, but your but your parents have money. They live yeah, in Chavalqua. Yeah, but I don't ask them for money. Never, ever, 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 Yet. ever. I, I did when I first came Yet. to the city, and they they helped me with my rent. But after right. after a while, no, no, now right. I am completely self sufficient. Wait, how? Till, wait till later. I don't know. I don't, making up I
2: mean, you making enough money to do
4: all that? I mean, just just enough. I'm just pay, enough. I'm paycheck to paycheck.
2: Right. Well, so am I. Yeah. That doesn't matter.
4: Well, how? I mean.
2: Everybody in this building has paycheck to yeah, pay paycheck outside of John. But
4: but, right, but you've got a family to support, a right, exactly. to pay. I mean, all this different stuff. So, oh, yes. But I don't have that. I just spend my money on... Drugs. Uh, y- Partying, women. and Yeah. Yeah. Right. Those, Those are the good old days. I hope my parents aren't listening.
2: You don't know, think they know all this? Oh. Uh, you know, my parents, they uh, they act as if they didn't know anything. They—they—they. They, 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 no one played denial better than Harvey and Naomi.
4: Well, my mom still thinks every time I call her that I'm calling her to say I'm either in jail or it's somebody else calling from my phone to tell her I'm dead. Have you ever gone to jail? Have I ever gone to jail? Yes. Um, I haven't been locked up, but I've been arrested. Yeah. Oh, you've been arrested. Yeah. yeah. All right, very good.
2: All right. Well, there you <laughs> have it, folks. It's, 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 already,
3: it's
2: uh, I went about nine yards. I didn't go. I didn't yeah. go. You know, I didn't get the first down. Uh, but you know, well, I got talking about going to jail. That's exactly. This is a great transition. That's exactly what the Democrats want for our favorite president. Donald Trump. And, um, you know, listen, the raid happened a couple of days ago, and Bernard was off today, and myself kept saying, where are the Democrats, specifically the Attorney General Merrick Garland? Where is he? How does the FBI raid a former president's house when he's not even there, going to his wife's closet and underwear drawer, looking for something we still have no idea what they're looking for? How does that happen? And we hear from nobody about nothing. And as it turned out yesterday, finally, this Attorney General Merrick Garland, who, don't forget, was Barack Obama's choice for the Supreme Court. But then we know, of course, that uh, Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton, and Trump was the guy to make the pick, and he went with uh, uh, Neil Gorsuch. So it was not Merrick Garland. So now Garland is the Attorney General. So the Attorney General Merrick Garland, who, who is so feeble when he speaks... He just sounds like he's old, and he's not tough at all, and he's in a position of toughness. At least uh, Letitia James here in New York, she's, um, she's disgusting, disgraceful, uh, racist, agenda-driven, all those things. But at least she's got some fire in that belly. Uh, this guy Merrick Garland's got nothing. But he did speak yesterday as to uh, what the FBI did a couple days ago. This will be uh, Merrick Garland number three. Let me just tell you this. He spent a lot of time when he did speak talking about the integrity of the men and women in his bureau. Nothing else. We still have no idea, zero idea why the FBI did what they did. We have no idea what they're looking for. I mean, he gave us nothing, nothing other other than I signed off on this. My people are good people. Don't talk badly about them. And that's it. Here is Merrick Garland number three.
10: I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. The department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken.
2: So any rational person, of course, is all over the FBI unless you hate Donald Trump. Then you're like, yeah, no, he's a criminal. They did the right thing. But if you're rational, you're all over the FBI. You can't figure out what the hell they were doing, why they did it. And again, they've given us no information to try to figure it out. So Merrick Garland goes on to say, don't get mad at my people. Don't get mad at the folks at the FBI. They're out there every day defending Americans, making sure you're safe. This is Merrick Garland number four.
10: Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently yeah. when their integrity is unfairly attacked
2: unfairly I mean, do you remember what Peter Stroke and Lisa Page did, not only banging each other, you know, which was bad enough, I guess, in their positions, but uh, all of their texts, which talked about a backup plan which talked about making sure Trump isn't the guy. You Remember all that? I mean, what are you talking about? Jim Comey explaining to America for the better part of 25 minutes why Hillary Clinton was guilty after literally erasing 33,000 emails that were subpoenaed, by the way, and then telling Americans, but we're not going to do anything about it. McCabe, this clown, Christopher Wray, and his embarrassment last week. I know George is listening John Kaczmatini's guy. I love George. I love him. I don't want to berate the FBI. But don't you stand there in front of me, and I know better, and talk to me about the credibility and about, you know, don't you ever attack. We're ethical. This has been the most corrupt bureau for the last couple of years that I've ever seen, ever. Now, I'm not saying we should hate all these rank-and-file folks. I'm sure there's lots of men and women who do exactly what Garland talks about, put their lives on the line every day to keep us safe. But almost every one of these son-of-a-bitches at the top of this thing has turned out to be a rat F, almost all of them. It still took Merrick Garland three days, three days to come out yesterday and tell us nothing. You know who else said that? The president's daughter-in-law, Lara Trump. This is 13.
0: I'm kind of shocked to tell you the truth that it took three days for him to come out and really give us no information. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Americans uh, were looking for something, anything that they could look to from the Attorney General that would reassure them that this was not a political attack, uh, that they don't have to be worried, that they were overly aggressive, Uh, you know, breaking into the home and raiding the home of a former president of the United States. I mean, that is a very big deal.
2: So people are still trying to figure out why did they do it? Like, what, What are they really looking for? Right? What is Merrick Garland and the FBI? What are they they hoping to find? Hoping. Because there's nothing there. We know that. And you know what they're hoping to find? Something, something, something that ties President Trump directly to what happened on January the 6th. I've said that for days. Bernie has said that for days. And guess who said it yesterday? Our friend Megyn Kelly. This is Kelly, number 14.
11: Bullshit. Bullshit. There is... No way that's what they were searching for. There's no way. I watched all the coverage last night. I've I've read everything. And I read Andy McCarthy this morning, who, as it turns out, agrees with me. I agree with him. He's a former top prosecutor, former assistant U.S. attorney. Uh, And he says the same thing. This is about January 6th. If you believe this is about classified documents having to do with bullshit Trump took with him when he left office, your head is in the sky. This is about January 6th and the never ending desire to get Donald Trump on something. They don't want him to run for election again.
2: Truly, really that's simple, folks. That's all it is. So now the question becomes when we come to find that this, in fact, was an exercise in nothing, like the Russia collusion, like the Ukraine collusion, like the impeachment hoax like the tax hoax, like all of the things that they've done, the Democrats, to make Donald Trump's life miserable, when we come to find out that this is another example of that, will there be repercussions? Should there be an investigation right now into abuse of power? Senator Rand Paul certainly thinks so out of Kentucky. This is Rand Paul Lewis, number 10.
5: I think the uh, the, the uh, order to allow the raid on, on Mar-a-Lago on Trump's house has to be revealed. I think we have to know, you know, under what pretense do they think this is right. I think it's going to have to wait until November till there's a full investigation. And I've never been a fan of overusing impeachment, but uh, I think there has to be an investigation. And if it warrants it, there's going to have to be a look at whether or not the attorney general has misused his office for political purposes. Have they gone after a political opponent? I mean, this is, this is beyond the pale. No one would have ever imagined before that we would be using, or one, one political party would be using the FBI to attack their political opponents. Now, this, this is really something that's going to require investigation, and I wouldn't be surprised if the investigation leads to abuse of power that this could even lead to an impeachment of the attorney general.
2: Now you're talking Rand Paul. Let's hope that's the case. We'll see, but uh, that's where we are at this point. FBI raids its house. It takes three days for the Attorney General to come out and say something. In the end, he says nothing. We still don't know really what these documents are. Should they be unsealed? We'll we'll find out about that, too, you know, whether or not these documents will be unsealed. But I will tell you this. We have an amazing guest list on today's Bernie and Sid show. Again, out of the great state of Louisiana, Congressman Steve Scalise will join us at 840- out of the great state of Ohio, where yesterday, yes, some crazed gunman walked into a Cincinnati FBI office with a nail gun and an AR-15 and started shooting. Killed nobody. He ended up dying, by the way. The cops did kill him. But uh, it was the state of Ohio. Jim Jordan will join us at 8.05 this morning. Marlena Chavo coming in at 6.40. Corey Zelnick in the 9 o'clock hour. Maybe George V as well. Maybe Miranda Devine coming up at 7.40 and beat Sid. It is a powerhouse. Friday's show I mean a powerhouse you'll realize today why we are the number one talk show in New York City keep a dial where it is for hours we are Bernie and Sid on a Friday
3: when they all let us be we
1: sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: When the sun came up this morning and she smiled a smile for me felt it for the first time something deep inside of me
12: so you can take your midnight rambling boy and you can keep your winding roads
3: she's living inside my heart now living inside
2: the great Bob Seeger from the movie About Last Night. Rob Lowe and Demi Moore naked in his kitchen. A young Demi Moore before she got all that stupid plastic surgery stuff done for G.I. Jane. She was much cuter, much cuter. 625 on your Friday morning. Your voice is the best in radio. It demands everyone stop and listen. And these openings are great. I don't know how you do it. Seemingly so easy. That's uh, some listener. It doesn't matter.
8: <laughs> but you had to read it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, I had to read it. Are you
2: nuts? I got ten of those already. Uh, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, all I talked about was uh, the story that everybody else is talking about. I mean, Brian Kilmeade's going to talk about it, and Greg Kelly and Buster Snerdley and uh, Rudy Giuliani and John. And I'm not. Talk- well, uh, maybe they're not going to talk about Saturday Night Fever. And uh, blowing three grand on Dom Perignon at Club No in Miami. Maybe
4: that's a difference. I don't know. Right. Or spilling out of, like, a cobblestone yeah. street pub in Boston. Right. Like, absolutely blitzed out of your mind. Right. Well, that's you tonight. That. That's not me. Oh, oh, that's you. Oh, okay. I got yeah. us mixed up. Sorry. I'm going to go back
2: to Gourmet Grill. My uh, buddy, John, uh, it's one of my favorite restaurants. It's in Brooklyn. And he's got this really cute restaurant. And then two uh, doors away, he's got a yogurt place. And my kids love yogurt, especially Gabriel. John's been a good friend for many, many years. And when I lived in Brooklyn back in 2016 at my sister, Ray Sherry's house in Mill Basin, we frequented uh, Gourmet Grill. But since I moved to the city, we stopped going. But now I'm literally five minutes from Brooklyn. And I spoke to John a couple of days ago, so that's my plan tonight. Me, Danielle, Ava, and Gabe, dinner and yogurt. You are going to be living large in one of my favorite cities up in Boston.
4: Yeah, I just hope, um, you know, I hope the drive doesn't... uh... Really sucked the life out of me. I don't think. Well, it you're will. not driving. No, I'm Your not. Your friend's driving. Yeah, I'm, yeah, my friend is driving.
2: Right, and you have drugs. He said.
4: Well, yeah, but yeah. I
2: mean, well, Shh, the, don't say the air, you idiot. <laughs> the FBI is listening. to are mad at me.
4: Well, even if I did, you're not gonna. What am I? We're gonna do them all in the car. That sounds like a little bit, a, a little bit much, don't you think? No. Oh. The
2: FBI searched Trump's home to look for nuclear documents and other items. This is the Washington Post. So Megyn Kelly says it's all about January sixth. Sid Rosenberg says it's all about January 6th, but the Washington Post is saying that uh, the FBI was looking for nuclear documents. I don't know which one it is, but I can tell you this. The tide has turned, and it looks like, at least right now, things can change, that this is another, another practice, ineptitude, and agenda-driven bias by the FBI. That's all this is, is targeting Donald Trump. The witch hunt continues. You know, somebody sent me a, a DM on Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney. That's how you reach me, at Rosenberg.Sydney. And I'm also on Truth Social, because I love Trump, at New York Best Morning, at New York Best Morning, Twitter at Sid Rosenberg, and Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. Somebody sent me an, a direct message and said, Sid, I don't get it. How do you reconcile January 6th? Stop asking me that stupid question. I've said it a million times on this show. I've yelled at people like Peter King and Rich Lowry. I wrote about it in my newest book, which you can buy right now on Amazon, Citizens United. January 6th, while certainly an embarrassment for America, is the most exaggerated, overrated media day in the history of this country. It's nonsense. And I was the guy, not Bernie, I was the guy that was critical of Donald Trump and remain critical of Donald Trump. What did he do wrong for the billionth time? He reacted too late. He instigated nothing, nothing. He did not encourage these idiots to do what they did. He waited too late, no question about it, and I think he enjoyed it. I really do. He'd be angry to hear that, but I really believe that's the case. That's not a crime. Embarrassing, not a crime. Any given night in the summer of 2020 with these BLM animals was worse. Those were real insurrections. Burning down police departments, abusing police, beating up innocent people in the streets, setting fires, looting, breaking windows, breaking into people's homes in St. Louis. Those nights were exponentially worse than January 6th. So stop it. How do you reconcile January 6th? I, I how do I do it? I do my homework. It's nonsense. But they're gonna keep trying. They got nothing else. And I really believe in a in a world where it almost seems impossible to make Donald Trump a victim. They've done it. They've done it. Listen, I love Trump. But he he, he at times is one of the biggest jerk offs you've ever met. I've known him for thirty five years, guys. Okay? Before he was on with Bernie and Imus and all that stuff, he was on my show in sports talking about boxing. Every Mike Tyson fight I covered in Las Vegas, Trump was there and was on my shows a lot. And he was a blowhard. I never loved the guy. And I didn't vote for him in 2016 because the Trump I knew could never get this job done, despite his business acumen. And I was wrong. I can admit I was wrong. He was great. Great, we need him back desperately, desperately. But it's very hard to make Donald Trump a victim because of him. It's his fault. You know, come on. I know I'm the same way, but I'm just a dopey radio host. I'm not the president of the United States. But he's a victim now. They've done it. Congratulations, they've done it. You know, I congratulated Eric Adams earlier this week for actually making me reconsider my statement that Bill de Blasio is the worst mayor in the history of this city. Congratulations, Eric. You may be worse. (laughs) He laughs about it. Trump, same thing. They've made him a victim. And now I really believe the independents that were not so sure about who to vote for and looked at Trump's tweets and his bombastic style, and they were like, nah, not for me. I think those folks are saying now, oh, 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 hold on a second. What did this guy really do? He did a really good job. He lost a ton of money, a ton. He has been persecuted for the better part of six years since he went down that escalator in an attempt to help fix the mistakes that Barack Obama made for eight years. So if you're a Trump supporter like I am, And you want Trump to run, which he is, 1,000%. Don't even, this whole night, is he going to run? He was going to run before this. If you want him to win, I think we've got a really good shot now. Things like this help us and help Donald Trump. All right, traffic and sports are coming up next, but right now it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. 77 WABC is celebrating 100 years. Great job here by Chris Libertini. Premiering tomorrow at 4 p.m., it's episode number 12 in the critically acclaimed radio documentary series where we highlight the sounds of the summer of 77, the son of Sam, the death of Elvis, and, of course, the blackout.
1: So uh, it's time for Harry Harrison to step in. It's his show, George. We hate to kick you out, but you need a little bit of rest. And uh, Rick James will be here also. Uh, anchoring, and Harry will be here filling in with all the latest details. So to you, the listener, stay tuned to WABC.
7: We've got it all.
10: It's is Glenn Morgan, program director of WABC. It's at 6.30 in the morning. It's Harry Harrison's normal time, and Harry will be joining you now on the microphone. Uh, and uh, I will not be doing the Coastal show this morning, folks. I think I'm going to go home and get me a few hours of sleep. With that note, let us switch now to Rick James in the WABC newsroom.
13: George, we do have late word that Yonkers police are now reporting that power has been restored in most of that city. Again, power is back on now in Yonkers.
1: Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC.
2: All right, I just mentioned to Joe Nolan, the Jets start their preseason tonight. Exhibition game number one for the Jets in Philadelphia. The Jets at last look went from a one and a half point favorite to a one point underdog. Can't explain that in preseason football, but it is what it is. Jets and Eagles later on tonight. The Giants started their preseason schedule last night. Their starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, got in a couple of series. They got a field goal on their first possession. He did not find the end zone, but the giant backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, he certainly did.
10: Now on a first and goal from the seven, Taylor off the back foot, fires down the middle, touchdown Giants
2: to Richie James to get this drive alive with the deflection at midfield. The sensational catch, now an easy pitch and catch ultimately to give New York the lead. Giants actually won the game on a Graham Gano 24-yard field goal as time expired. 23-21 over the Patriots. Saquon Barkley, by the way, four carries, 13 yards. Jones, 6 of 10, 69 yards. The Giants will play again next Sunday. They'll take on the Bengals in New Jersey. The Yankees off yesterday start a series at Benway Park tonight against the Red Sox. Domingo Herman on the mound for the Bombers. They lead Toronto by 10. The Mets start a series in Queens tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll they'll pitch, I should say. Max Scherzer tonight. Jacob DeGrom tomorrow. And the Mets start this series seven games up on the Braves. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Check them out. PeerlessBoilers.com. PavilionTankless.com. They do build... America's Best Boilers. Congressman Jim Jordan out of Ohio. Coming up at
1: 8 o'clock with sports, I'm Sid. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: and a musician, and a big band of Bernie and Sid. Bernie's out today, a deserved vacation day. He'll be back on Monday. I think he's got treatment again next week, though. I'll keep you updated. Al McMean goes, I get such a kick out of you on the radio. My three pearls of wisdom for today. Number one, Sid, you're a deep thinker, and you know it despite your protestations to the contrary. Two, we're all hypocrites to a measure, but you aren't nearly the one you think you are. Number three... I forgot the third. Have a great weekend. <laughs> that's a great job. L- McMe- you. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, at Rosenberg.sydney. Again, we have a big guest list coming up later on this morning. Miranda Devine may stop by at 740. The congressman out of Ohio, Jim Jordan, coming up at 805. The congressman out of Louisiana, a real American hero, Steve Scalise, coming up at 840. And my buddy Corey Zelnick, the real estate mogul, handsome kid. He's in the 9 o'clock hour, plus Lydia and Beat Sid. But uh, joining us this morning, making her second visit to the Bernie and Sid because I like her. She's funny. She's smart. And that's uh, Molino Chapo who I stole from, from Frank Morano. You still going Frank show by the
14: way? Um. Yeah. Um. I'm it's a let.
2: It's a letdown though after this. You got <laughs> to come on. It's like going to you know you go know. to a Royals game after a Yankee game. It's not the same.
14: It's yeah, but you know Frank and I party after or before. You know. Yeah, I know.
2: Like didn't you like last week at breakfast or something or?
14: Uh, no, not last week because he was on vacation. Oh, you know,
2: I confuse you with my friend Lauren Conman a lot of times. Like, cause you you're both like kind of the same person to me. Really? Yeah, you're funny. You're young. You're girls. That type of thing. And, oh, you're, both friends, uh, <laughs> and you're both friends with. We friends, have brown so. hair. Right? right. Yes. Right. Yes, right. yes. I right. got it. I yeah. got it. Uh, uh, are you friends with her, too? or
14: I'm friendly with her. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I met her through Frank.
2: Right. It's very taboo. Frank has this whole, what's the word? It's very incestuous. Like, your, your whole crew.
14: I don't think you can say incestuous anymore. Or can you? I don't know. No, I don't even know.
2: I'll tell you, you know, talking about incestuous. So, uh, there's a girl on Instagram. Her name is Danielle, right? Like, my wife. My beautiful wife, Danielle. So, this girl is a lawyer turned like chef. Mm-hmm. And she's on Instagram with all these Great dishes. Great dishes. She's cute. And she's funny. So I came across her on Instagram and it turns out she's a big fan of mine. And I said, really, how do you know who I am? And she said, well, um, let's put it this way. My ex-husband is your third favorite attorney. So she obviously listens because she knows that my favorite attorney is my wife, Danielle, Joe Tacopina, and my actual attorney, Arthur Idala. I knew it you were going to say
14: Arthur. Yeah, it's Arthur's <laughs> ex-wife. Do, do you know her too? The ex-wife? No, I know, I know Marianne.
2: But That's the current wife. Current wife, yeah. yes, yes. See, it's, yes. One, it's like one big incestuous family. This this whole city is like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I don't know
14: anybody. I don't know anybody. Well, the media business is incestuous. I mean, my husband was in the media business. The my, the the person I was with before him was in the media business and right. so on. And, so, and you can but, keep going backwards. Media whore is what they call that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can say that calling, either. I'm not calling you that. Hey, you know what? I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> so worse <it's>, than that? <laughs> I
2: don't know about that. Uh, but you did make the the point about these definitions of these words, yeah. And uh, most recently, the governor Kathy Hochul, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to. What was it about the the uh, the criminal? She doesn't want you to use the word. What word was this
3: now?
14: No, she signed a bill saying that they want to start saying incarcerated persons in place of inmates.
2: Right. Yes. You believe that she actually goes out of her way this this rap yeah, governor? I,
14: I actually do believe it because um, the midterms are coming up, and she is trying to um, you know satisfy the Dems or the woke, the woke Dems. You know that all the Dems aren't woke, though. I don't they're know. Not... If... <laughs> no. Yeah, they are. No, they're, well, I would say, no, no. Yeah, I think they are. that there's a divide. I think there's a divide Yeah, now. But,
2: but they're not going to vote Republican. So even if they're not woke in their own beliefs, they're still going to vote for somebody who is going to destroy this country. So they're no better.
14: Well, I mean, I, I, I guess, but um, I, I would say that there are a lot of people like myself who always fell down the middle and lean left. You're a Democrat. Well, work- no. Actually, I'm a registered independent. Well, I don't care what you are. You, you worked at
2: CNN at some point, didn't you?
14: Uh, that was a million years ago, but oh, yes. Oh, stop
2: it. That never goes away. It's
14: like <laughs> I also worked at Fox News. I also oh. worked for Glenn Beck. Oh. I also worked for Al Gore. I am wow a, a professional schizo. No, but, but that's true. So,
2: so you can actually take claim to being somewhere down the middle because you worked with left, right, crazy left, crazy right. You can take claim to that. I, I'll give you I that. can. You that. I
14: can take credit for that. I can also tell you, and you should know this, that it's all nonsense. If you know how to produce, if you know how to write, you can do anything.
2: Oh, I agree. 100%. You know. Are you a Trump supporter now, though? No. Not at all? No. You don't like him?
14: Not particularly, no. So
2: okay, but but right now for president, are you leaning voting for a Republican or a Democrat?
14: Oh no, 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 no. I will not I will not be voting for a Democrat for this next election. No, absolutely not. But what if Trump is the candidate? Oh, that is that remains to be seen. So I just had this conversation last night saying I don't know. I might have to just go down ballot and not even do the president. Oh, you can't. Don't
2: do that. Don't do that. I don't, know. People don't say in. don't do that. Don't, don't write in Howard Stern or something not, stupid. I, and I
14: wouldn't write in him anyway, especially, especially Marlena, now that he...
2: There is some lonely kid in a cave right now with a gun who misses his mommy and daddy and may die today. So you can go vote. So vote for Donald Trump Listen. and stop being a wimp.
14: I am not a wimp. Well, You're the wimp because you still haven't done this push-up contest with me. <laughs> you know, you, you... <laughs> Hey, Frankie
2: even brought that up this morning about the push-up oh, contest. Oh,
14: forget it. He can't even. Okay, what we're going to do he...
2: it this week. This week. Nah, I'm going to lose. I admit, I'm going to lose. She wants me, Lou, to do two push-ups no. for every one that she does. I changed
14: the rules. I changed the rules. You're going to do one to my one. Oh, then I'm going to kill you. That's stupid. No, no, that's not stupid. Because you, you said you can do 40 to 20. Yeah. So that means what? I'm a boy. I'm stronger than you. <laughs>
2: oh, I know. You can't say that you these You can't days. say
14: boy. Are we? No. Do you want to get into the new woke terms, or do I, I we want to wait do, on I it? Don't, do I don't. I want to get
2: into the new woke terms. So you, you have put together now a list. There I was, is, o- I was well, only kidding about the boy and girl thing, by the way. Don't, don't get crazy, okay? Especially my daughter, <laughs> Ava. She's listening. So what is the new woke list?
14: Well, no, no, no. It, it's not the real woke list, but it's suggestions okay. for, for what Hoko could do now. Um, so, so I'm going to quiz you. What do you All think right. they should call rapists now? Rapists? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh, uh, predators. Is it one word or can I give like a, a bunch? You can do
14: whatever you want.
2: Epping animals, predators, <laughs> low lives, scumbags. No, what do you think the new woke term should be? The woke term should be. Um, I don't even know. Give, give it give to me,
14: Um I would think they would go with misguided promiscuity. <laughs> what do you think? That's what? funny, Lou. That's good, right? What do you Excellent. think? Excellent. <laughs> it's
8: probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
14: Okay. Okay. So you know, recently, uh, the the, the like comedian that. that called out to uh, AOC, right? The big booty Latina yes. or whatever.
2: That's our friend. Uh, what's his? He was on the show actually. That guy. Uh, Alec, uh, Alec, Alex. Alex. Um, Diaz right. or something. Right? Something like that. Yeah.
14: Go ahead. Um, all right. So, what do you think we should say in place of big booty Latina?
2: Big booty. I did like the last one. I was very smart. Um, big booty Latina. Instead, will be. Um, round tushy. <laughs> <laughs> tushy Sorry. is such a cute word. When I'm gonna, like an adult male says that. It's so cute. <laughs> like, I know. What's the word? You, what do you got for
14: me? Um, g- uh, glutinously proficient persons. <laughs> <laughs>
2: glutinously proficient. Right?
14: Wait, That's really gl- smart. No, excuse me. I said that wrong. Not glutinously. Glute- gluteously. Right,
2: you're not talking about sugar.
14: Right, right. gluteously proficient yes. persons. Ass,
2: not sugar. <laughs> That's really well done, by the way. You're very, very bright. What's the next As one? Ass, lo- not sugar. <laughs> not to be. What is <laughs> both, to- both are about the same. Not to
14: be confused with sweet ass.
2: Right. <laughs> 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 What's the next one?
14: Um, illiterate.
2: Illiterate. Or, yeah. Yes, an, illiterate
14: illiterate person. an illiterate person. What should we call them?
2: We should call them um, unfortunately uneducated. <laughs> Does that make sense? With the uns. I got the uns. That's good, right? You like that.
14: Okay, you're getting closer. You're
2: getting warmer. Right. I'm figuring out the game, yeah. Word deficient. Word deficient. I like it. I don't know. Is it better than mine, though? I don't know. Somebody vote. Somebody vote. Uh, what do you In think, Lois? Unfortunately uneducated or word deficient? Do the 40
8: push-ups first, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> What's All the right. next one?
14: How about unemployed? Unemployed.
8: Mm-hmm. That would be
2: screwed by the system
14: <laughs> uh try professionally challenged oh i like
2: that too are you, are you gonna write a book on all this this is brilliant this is great i got a new book out but this is even better oh yeah we're gonna talk about that book in a
14: second okay We're are we all <laughs> or I'm gonna make you you make me it. nervous
8: about it
2: right, oh well, give me one more
8: go ahead
14: no 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 i have a couple more yeah. all, right. All, right, all right how about I'm old sorry. people
2: your segment go ahead
14: <laughs> old people
2: old people um. Uh. They are octo. What's that? how do you say that word again? Octo.
8: Octogenarian.
2: Octogenarian. Oh um. Unfortunately, octogenarian.
14: No. Um. How about advanced geriatric persons? Yeah, that, that would make sense. Okay. All right. And then, you know, recently Anne Haish, the actress that no one's really talking about that had no, the car crash. I mean, we, did you guys
2: talk about it much? No, we did because not only was she in a horrific car crash, and she is just about dead at this point, Yeah. but if she survives with such mean people, me and Bernie, we want her charged. Like yeah. she, she was drunk and did something illegal. Right. So she is not really a quote unquote victim, even though she's two gas away from death.
14: All right. So, but would you, we can't really, I don't think we should call it a car crash. What would you call it? Uh, well, I would call it a car crash, but <laughs> the woasters, the woasters <laughs> <laughs> might call it an unstructured driving incident.
2: You know, as ridiculous, and you can laugh at Lou, which is not easy, as ridiculous as all this sounds, all of these that you've come up with mm-hmm. remain completely possible. <laughs> completely,
14: completely. Yes, completely possible, which is right. funny. But scary.
3: Yeah,
2: and, yeah.
14: But, you know, I, I think it'll benefit you. Then people can stop calling you a serial tanner. And what by the, people, I
2: mean uh, me. Serial tanner. You're darker than I am. You got a lot of nerve. You're darker than um, me. Excuse me. You're on me. the beach every
14: day. You're in Monmouth. I'm in Rockaway, but you're on the beach every day. Um, I am a vitamin D enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Write it down. Memorize good. it. That is
2: very good. All How right. do you write a book on all this? Seriously, the Marlena. You don't
14: know what I'm writing. Oh, you're writing a book? I can't tell you. Okay. you. You want me to give away all my secrets. I don't know what I'm already about giving you away all my work t- woke terms. Well, that's
2: very good. Now, what about my book? You want to say something? What were you going to say something nasty about it or something?
14: Oh, no. No, 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 huh. no. Um, you um, had a very um, sharp... Well, now, response. Yeah, a sharp response when I said I want an autographed
4: book. Oh, that's true. Yes,
2: that's right.
14: You still want one? (laughs) Although I didn't bring you the (laughs) pineapples.
2: They would have matched your shirt, though. (laughs) That's that's from the last segment. That was very, very funny. Yeah. So, all right. So Kathy Hochul, uh, obviously, this was a a great exercise in in, uh, humor. But it does point out how crazy she is. Now, the last time you and I spoke, you had written an article about masks and how little kids are still being mashed up and all the issues with education. I've got about two minutes to go here, Marlena. And uh, now the CDC has come out, and, and they've gone completely lax on just about everything. So despite their best efforts, whether it's Newsom in California, Eric Adams here, the CDC for a while, it looks like we're past all yeah, this nonsense. What about you in New Jersey?
14: Uh, Yeah, no, everybody is past it in New Jersey, although, um, you know, they just keep, keep they keep the door open to remasking. And but they just came out with the new guideline saying no more, you know, quarantines and whatever. Right. Uh, and, and, no, and no more six feet. It's been over. But, you know, now the new guideline is no more six feet. It's like that kind of went away a while ago. So but. Are you telling me
2: that uh, before even up to yesterday? The social distancing was still in place? Well,
14: apparently yes, but I didn't know that until I read about it. Right. Yeah, isn't yeah. that crazy? It's crazy. You know what else I didn't know until I read about it? What vabbing was. You know what
2: now I know Lydia brought this up with me and Bernard a couple of weeks ago, and if I remember correctly, it's it's kinda gross. But it it's is worth, gross. It's but I need you
14: I need you to tell me what it is. I do not want to say it. it.
2: It is I know it's something with the female anatomy. Yes. Yes. Now what 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 do you and guys it, do exactly? <laughs> <laughs> no, this people. is happening.
14: There's some trend on TikTok oh, I know, where I know, you know,
2: I know exactly what it is. It's yes. in the spirit of the Gwyneth Paltrow candle.
14: Oh, there you go. She right. sells vagina candles. There you go. Right.
2: So, so I guess. And by the way, this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. This actually started in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, up at Woodstock, girls did this all the time. They're using the scent of their own anatomy as perfume rather than creed is that right
14: yeah that but they're doing it on tiktok and now there's um a medical advisory saying what (laughs) saying that they shouldn't do it because it can cause thrush thrush yes that's what they're worried about
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i gotta think monkey well maybe not monkeypox because that's uh well now it's the monkey Monkey pox pox. is that in the male homosexual community and female or just male?
14: I mean it's prevalent among the male Right. Um, community. Can, can a
2: girl can a gay girl get monkeypox?
14: Uh maybe if she hooked up with a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I don't think they should call it monkeypox, but I'm pretty because I'm pretty sure it's, they're gonna offend monkeys. of course. So oh. that, that they should probably call it primate affliction. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think?
2: She's good, no woo. Come on!
8: Writing them all down. I mean, this is
2: <laughs> great. Rob Bartlett couldn't do this, not in a million years. (laughs) Not now, no. No, not now, no. I love that book stuff. That's great.
14: Yeah. So, uh, Sid, am I going to get an autographed book? Probably not, no. Why?
1: I don't have any.
2: (laughs) You know, the the damn publishers sent me like five books. So the first book, I swear to God, I gave to John Katsimatidis, Mm -hmm. him and Margo, because without them, I'm not here, obviously. The second book, I gave to Chad Lopez, because he hired me. He had the balls to hire me when every other program director in this town was like, no, since a troublemaker. So those three people, John, Margo, and Chad, are very special to me. The third book I gave to my mother. Okay. So I could have given you the book instead of my mother. <laughs> I, are, you a, are you saying that you deserve the book more than my mom? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Is that no, you're... that's
14: what you just said. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> And I gave, out,
2: should... I gave one book to Curtis Slewa.
14: Oh, God. Yeah, I'm
2: not sure why Not even that. your
14: third favorite lawyer. Kurt, even, Curtis no. comes before yeah, your third no, favorite I, lawyer.
2: No, Danielle doesn't want a book. She She's in the I, book.
14: Third. I didn't say first. Oh, Artie. I said third.
2: Oh, Artie's my third favorite lawyer. He's not even in the book. Joe Takafina is. So. But I'm going to get you one, I promise, when you come back again on Wednesday.
14: <laughs> uh, okay. Because
2: that's the next day that uh, Bernard is going to take off. So.
14: Okay. What are we going to talk about then? Are we going to talk about these push-ups? Are we going to do the push-ups? Okay. Are we going to record the push-up We contest? are going to
2: do the push-ups on Wednesday. Okay. And people are actually, I actually got a bunch of Instagram messages from folks that are kind of into the competition. They actually want to see this.
14: I, I, I'd like to see it too. Now, but let me ask you something. Are you sure. going to be clothed? No. <laughs>
2: of course not. Kind of crazy question, is it?
14: <laughs> are you going to wear a muscle tee?
2: <laughs> I don't wear those types of shirts. I, I you know, it, and and I have muscle. I can do because that. you don't wear shirts. Uh, no, I do wear shirts, but like when I go to the gym, I always wear a t-shirt. Okay. When guy, I don't care how big you are, how muscular you are. When guys walk in with like tank tops, I, I hate that look. And, <laughs> and and if you're on an airplane, like I flew to Hawaii last year. I sat next to a guy wearing a tank top, and his arm was, like, touching my arm, and I wanted to puke <laughs> for 11 hours. Like, put on a shirt, you jerk. I got bigger arms than you. Put a shirt on. I don't like Did that. Did you go to time.
14: Hawaii by yourself?
2: No. My family was there, too. Then why the, were
14: you sitting next to a guy? Because
2: we don't like to sit next to each other. Because if the plane crashes, God forbid, what? and if we're all sitting in one place, we're all going to die. So we kind of, we, you know, we separate throughout the plane. That
14: is, so, there's zero logic in what you just said. Well, that's fine. That's me. <laughs> you separate on
2: the plane? Yes, because this way, if we're all sitting in the I same spot, separating. we're all going to die. No,
14: you're all going to die anyway, but listen. How do you know that? Because you are. People survive plane crashes all the time. It, they, this is not the miracle on the Hudson, honey. Most <laughs> plane crashes don't end well. Okay, fine. And and, and most people will fly oh, no, separate airplanes. Why do you care where I sit on the airplane? What is going because on? Because if you would sit next to your family, you don't have to touch the guy with the arm. She makes a decent point,
2: Louis. Yeah. I mean, you're going to die.
14: Plane. You're going to die on an airplane That's touching. Too- Stranger. T- yeah. touching someone's bicep. Yeah.
2: Well, it's Danielle's idea. What do I know? I listen to whatever she says. You understand? That's how I'm married for 30 years. <laughs> whatever she says, I do it. Now, listen, you were brilliant again today. Really great. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. All right. Now, where can people see you next or find you? or What do you got going on? Give me uh, in- something.
14: Uh, Instagram's the best. Um, which is mar- at Marlena Schiavo. Do I have to spell it again? No, but
2: you, you do some really cute dances with your little kids. It's very cute. Oh, we very got some cute. more
14: coming up. And we got some, and, you know, my other daughter does a lot of Trump. And you must, you would love it. I saw it. It's great.
2: Wait, you did said, you see you it? sent it
14: to me, yes. Well, some yes. of it. I maybe sent you one thing. It was
2: great. It was great. All right. Thank you, Marlena Shavo, everybody. Absolutely. Always great. Always great. A lot more to do. Miranda Devine, Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, and a whole bunch more stuff. Friday with Sid. Right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
1: sit in the morning on the red apple podcast network
2: Summer Friday, loved our number one. Marlena Chavo is great. She really is great. And uh, she was fun. Those work terms was um, very clever out of Marlena, who's a big-time writer. Uh, Coming up this hour, Bill O'Reilly's morning message, and maybe Miranda Devine coming up at 7.40. But the action hour is next hour, 8 o'clock. Jim Jordan, the great congressman out of the state of Ohio, 825, Lydia Serrani, 840, Steve Scalise, the tremendous congressman out of Louisiana. So a power hour coming up. Now, that
8: song, Lewis, you've got a question for me about the band? Yeah, there is somebody. File it under unnecessary information, Well, I think the band is New Radicals. Right. Okay. It's mainly... By the way, that alone is amazing. I got that. No, I mean... No, because what do you mean? You I'm have, not Jim Kerr, bro. No, you've.
6: I'm not showing me that
8: I I haven't known you well the last twenty five years or thirty because I'm hearing I'm hearing bands and songs coming from you that I had never heard before. You're shocked, yeah, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm actually impressing you. Yes, of course. That's a big deal for me. Thank yeah, it is. You. Thank it you. is. I can go home. <laughs> there is uh, so it's mainly one guy in that band.
1: Mainly one guy,
8: but it's not him. He has a band. All right, but there is an. Eighties, um, nineties, I guess, actress. Okay, who's in that band? Really, she played a young. Well, she played a daughter in a reboot of a big time seventies uh, comedy. It changed television. Actually, you, you couldn't. You could not have this show on today. I don't think. Couldn't have it. Yeah, it was a very. It was a big time show in the seventies.
2: It's not Sally Struthers.
8: Uh, you, you're very, no, but you're very close. I'm close. The, you're on the show.
2: I'm That's on the show.
8: The show. And then so that the, was the only daughter, though. What are you talking no, about? They, they rebooted that show. Oh, who
2: was the daughter when they rebooted it?
8: Remember now, remember oh the my uh, God. actress who was...
2: The same girl who played Punky Brewster?
8: Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we could say it's Punky Brewster.
2: I don't know who the girl was in the reboot.
8: Danielle Breezois. Oh, my God. I do remember her. She, was, she played on that song. And I she is believe. actually in that band.
2: Yeah, she was in wow. band for a little while. That yeah. is a great little piece of information. Yeah,
8: Needless, but it's fun. No, it's not needless. Okay.
2: What's needless is this FBI raid. That's needless. Oh, well done. That is, you know, that's just wow. mental masturbation for folks like us. We've got to find a way to get four hours in. We need know? another
8: term for that. Get more later back <laughs> in. No, that's a
2: term right there, oh, mental okay. masturbation. I mean, this guy Merrick Garland, this guy, this guy should be playing shuffleboard at 4 o'clock in the, uh, in the afternoon in Delray Beach. Going to Poppy's for, you know, his free bagel and his lox, as and onions this morning. Something, I mean. to, look for, something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. So the decision on whether to unseal the warrant, according to MSNBC. Yes, I'm, I'm actually going there. Uh, that's expected today. The decision on whether or not to unseal the warrant. Uh, Frankie Diaz, who's in charge of news today because Deb Valentine
9: I uh, celebrated my birthday last night and couldn't make it in this morning. Technically, I'm char- I'm in charge of news every day, but, you know. What do you yeah. mean by that? I'm the news director. No, you're not. Yes, I am.
8: No, look at how incredulous she is. can't even cool. believe it. No, 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 come on. Yeah. No, come on. Well, who do you think it is?
9: I
2: thought it was Deb Valentine.
9: No. Or... She's a host of early news, but I'm still the news director. But I, I thought Lydia Serrano had that too. No, I, Lydia's focused more on, on the uh the talent side of things now, and so I So well, you're the boss like I'm basically the boss of the news department, yeah. You,
8: wow. You act really act like no, you no, can't I, believe No,
9: no, I it. no stop. I love
2: Frank. I love him. And he's, he's a great guy, and I love him on this show,
9: but uh, he's not qualified to do something like this. I mean, you're not wrong, but, you know, if, 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 I, if I wasn't good at my job, I wouldn't have it. No, no, you're great at your job. And
2: then, of course, if I say you're not, your mother calls. That's psycho yelling and screaming She
9: said she might call in this no, morning, but, never, she, but she, she never but she, calls I know, in. I know that. I told yeah. her. I said, like, but you say you're going to call in, but you don't she call She never in. calls in. Well, no, call. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Good you. for you. Thank you thank deserve you. it. All kidding aside. Well, there's thank still you. time. She <laughs> can call in. <it. laughs> <laughs> that's if she's awake right now. You know, well, she might be. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So what, what is the story
2: now? <laughs> hey, hey, Frankie, explain yeah, to the audience. Being the news director, I had no idea. Yes. To unseal the warrant. Now, Donald Trump, if he had something to hide. He would
9: not want the warrant
2: unsealed, right? If he had something to hide. Ah, uh,
9: yeah, basically. Like, what- but I, but I haven't heard the president say that's the case, or of you. Well, he he put out a thing on his uh, on True Social saying that he is welcoming the
2: unsealing of the documents. Right. So if he had something to hide. If there was some something really ominous going on here, right? Then he would want these documents to be unsealed, right? A- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So he has no problem with that. Okay. Um, and and when they unseal the warrants, what are these people hoping to find? Nuclear codes. They're going to find. January sixth.
9: Fi- I mean, the, the the report from the Post said that what they were looking for were nuclear co- nuclear codes, but as far as we know, it could be anything really because we don't know what's in it yet. So right. that's that's the reason why they're unsealing it because they want to know what exactly was the FBI looking for.
2: Well, if you were doing this show, you're getting extended airtime now, i number Thank one you. show in New York, it's a big deal for you. Okay. If you were doing this show, what? Um, and, and you are to hypothesize, you know what that word means, right? Yes, to okay. make an educated guess. Very good. So if you were to hypothesize
9: why the <laughs> FBI did this, what would, what would it be? Uh, one of two things. Either they're trying to prevent him from running for office again. Well, that's... That's the main thing, yes. What's or, the second thing? Or they're generally concerned about, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, or they're generally concerned about things that he took with him that he wasn't supposed to.
2: Right, okay. Uh, what do you think when you say things he took with him that he wasn't supposed to? When somebody says, hey, I wouldn't put it past the FBI to put something in the box. What's like, in the box? Like, like planting evidence? Yes. Yeah. Is that totally conspiracy theory crazy? Or do you
9: think there's, that could be the case? I, I mean, if it exists in Hollywood, I think it exists in real life.
2: Okay, well, Rand Paul, who's Most one of the, the smartest guys you'll ever meet, he may be the smartest of any politician. That's saying a lot. He may be the smartest out of the great state of Kentucky.
5: He speculates that that is, in fact, the case. Rand Paul, number 11. I do think, though, they're, they're, they're making a martyr of the former president and, if anything, elevating his chances. And the thing is, is if the mass majority of the country thinks that the government is actually using the apparatus of their FBI to go after a candidate, it will make uh, him even more popular. And they think that uh, people are just going to lay down and say, oh, no, it looks like criminal activity. No, people distrust so much the government that we've gotten to the point where for example, do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do no. we know? Their lawyers weren't allowed to see the boxes go. They mm. weren't categorized. That's be a problem. Thousands of documents were taken. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do we know that they're going to be honest with us about what's actually in the boxes? How do we mm-hmm. know that was in the box before it left the residence if the lawyers weren't allowed to see everything? So, you know, they've lost a great deal of trust, and it's uh, – It's a sad day for the country because this truly is an attack on our constitutional republic.
2: I agree with Rand Paul. It has galvanized the Trump community, which I'm in, uh, proudly in. Never wasn't early on, but proudly in now. And now folks like Rand and others and me and Bernie are talking about the investigation. uh, When we find out, in fact, that they've got nothing. And there really was no motivation behind this other than we want to embarrass and humiliate Donald Trump in an effort to make sure he doesn't run again in 2024. There needs to be an investigation. And folks have to start paying the price. You know, Lisa Page and Peter Stroke, these two FBI lowlifes, sending back messages about how they're going to you know, make sure that there'll be, there's a, 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 a insurance policy and Donald Trump is done. You can't have stuff like that. I know George is upset with me. Kind of. He loves me. The guy who works for John, he was an FBI guy for many, many oh, years. Oh,
9: venez- uh, I've venez- yes. never pronounced well, his I last name. I, yeah. I
2: took a picture. It's a cute picture, I must say myself. And uh, the caption I wrote was, the FBI can kiss my ass. And George, who's a sweet guy, by the way, very sweet, he's like, well, congratulations. Now you've made the FBI's most wanted list. You know? uh, but in all seriousness, they've been awful for years. McCabe, Comey, Stroke, Page. Now this, uh, this, in great Christopher Ray—they're no good. There needs to be an investigation. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General—he needs to go to jail.
9: Let me posit this to you, though. I didn't
2: say you can talk again. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I give you.
9: All right, never right. mind. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, but I have, a, yeah. I have a gen, I have a. This, a this is not the open mic hour. At I know t- it's not the tips. open mic hour, <laughs> but you asked me a question about the <laughs> FBI, Jesus and I'm trying. To, yeah. Yeah. God,
2: I'm sorry to interrupt your show.
9: <laughs> no, it's, not, it's your show. I'm just here for the ride. Right, but you won't you shut your mic off. All right, I'm sorry. All right, I'll shut my mic off. No, no, Never God, say, say what you no, want I was Okay, well, the thing about Christopher Wray is, is... unbelievable. Christopher <laughs> Ray is a Trump appointee. He's a what? He, he, Trump was the one okay, who... Okay, so
2: what? He's gone sideways. All right. All That's right. a good point Though, what are you. Thank you.
9: <laughs> is this going
2: to be on the whole show now? No, that... no. <laughs> okay. I don't, don't know. Once don't every I don't. hour at least. Okay, good. Hero Rand Paul talks about the possible <laughs> when we take back the House and the Senate in
5: 2022. Maybe we'll impeach this, uh, this call. And this is Rand Paul number 10. I think the, uh, the, the uh, order to allow the raid <laughs> on, on Mar-a-Lago on Trump's house has to be revealed. I think we have to know, you know under what pretense do they think this is right. I think it's going to have to wait till November till there's a full investigation. And I've never been a fan of overusing impeachment, but uh, I think there has to be an investigation. And if it warrants it, there's going to have to be a look at whether or not the attorney general has misused his office for political purposes. Have they gone after a political opponent? I mean, this is, this is beyond the pale. No one would have ever imagined before that we would be using or one one political party would be using the FBI to attack their political opponents. Now, this this is really something that's going to require investigation. And I wouldn't be surprised if the investigation leads to abuse of power, that this could even lead to an impeachment of the attorney general.
2: He was the only one to say it. Former Trump staffer Cash Patel, very smart guy, used that same impeachment word in his analysis. Number nine.
8: I would advise you to start the process. We can't just jump to it. Start the investigations when you have the gavels. Bring in the documents
11: and let the American people see those documents. And then if it is warranted by the facts, which I believe it will be, but you have to do a righteous investigation. You can't just jump to the finish line
8: and then say, okay, now we can impeach him because we've proven
9: their unlawful or unethical conduct or their violation of their oath
14: of office.
2: My buddy James Rigger, who listens every day, I became very friendly with Jimmy when I lived in Florida. He works at a car dealer in Delray Beach and uh, became a friend of mine and my family. And he says, we don't want Merritt Garland in Delray Beach. He can eat his bagels somewhere else. I'm glad you used to listen, Jimmy, down there in Florida. Yes, the worldwide reach of Bernie and Sid. A very good segment. Frankie Diaz was terrific. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Still to come once again, Bill O'Reilly's morning message. That's coming up next. Maybe Miranda Devine at 740, but definitely Jim Jordan and Steve's Calise in the 8 o'clock hour. It's an action-packed Friday Bernie and Sid show with me, Sid Rosenberg. Some more New Radicals on a Friday.
6: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first, I am excited about a new streaming platform called VidGo. VidGo gives you the freedom to be entertained at a price you can afford. VidGo has all of my favorite live sports networks. They have a great choice of news. All of that for $59 a month. You deserve the freedom to be entertained at a price you and your family can afford. Please go to Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O dot com slash bill to check it out. On this Friday, it is hard to believe the FBI has fallen so far. When I was a kid, the country revered the Bureau, driven by images on the ABC show, The FBI, starring a guy named Efren Zimbalist Jr. Today, the image of the Bureau is in tatters. First, former director James Comey proved himself corrupt. Now the present chief, Christopher Wray, is also a suspect. His testimony last week in front of a Senate committee was evasive and embarrassing. Why? Because Wray could be fired at any time by President Biden, so he simply would not state the truth about issues like Russian collusion. The legendary FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover, was corrupt, as I document in my book, Killing the Mob*. Back then, the public didn't know that. Hoover was a blackmailer and operated outside the law, but the Bureau survived him intact. This week, the raid on Donald Trump's home made worldwide headlines, and few are giving the Bureau the benefit of the doubt. It's not the 60s anymore. The FBI needs to explain itself. And so does Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is in charge of the Justice Department. That's where the FBI is. If there is serious evidence against Donald Trump, we, the people, need to see the evidence. Soon, if that does not happen, the FBI's coffin is nailed permanently. Now this. Many timeshare owners are very upset Because their yearly dues have nearly doubled. Well, Lone Star will guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. With their A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau, clients know that Lone Star Transfer is a company you can trust. For a free consultation, please go to LoneStarTransfer.com or call 855-551-7066. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you on the Red Apple
1: Podcast Network.
2: about a band and a TV show this version of Wild horses the Rolling Stones did this song so did you too and a host of others this is the Sundays who also sang this is how the story ends
8: here's where the story ends very good <laughs> just testing me
2: what movie did this particular version of this song end up in it was an iconic movie like you would like to say and uh, just you know during this song, <laughs> The very beautiful Reese Witherspoon, her eyes were rolling behind her head. I he swear to God. Legally Blonde. No. Good one though. She she did. She was big in that. City of Angels. Nope. I'll give you a hint. She was on a roller coaster. Fear. Yes. Who just
8: said fear? Who said uh, that? I fear it was Justin Ellick.
2: Oh, Justin Ellick. Yes. Marky Mark Wahlberg, who was still Marky Mark back then. Very good, Justin. Ended up having a uh, oh, it was the babysitter. No, he was no. no, he was a friend, but he ended up having a murderous crush
8: on her. Right, it was a babysitter movie, right? She was, wasn't she like? Oh no! No, no, no! Oh,
2: you're talking about. Um, I know what you're talking about. I'm wrong. She ended up falling in love with the husband. You're right. That was um. Oh, what was her name? The blonde kid. She was. She played a 14 year old girl. She fell in love with the husband and tried to kill the wife. But in this movie, they were all teenagers. Oh, they made a movie about that? No, No, Marky (laughs) Mark fell in love with Reese Witherspoon. They were on the the roller coaster together, and he was doing stuff to her. And, uh, in fact, what's-her-name was in this movie, too, from Who's the Boss? Um, uh, The uh, Willie liberal. Yes, (laughs) Alyssa Milano. And, anyway, in the end, he tries to kill her whole family because she dumps him. Marky Mark, I'm talking about. But the movie you're talking about, I think, was Drew Barrymore. And she, like, falls in love with with the father. She's the babysitter. Anyway... It is uh, 727. Ivy. Poison Ivy. <laughs> yes, Poison Ivy. How are you getting these things? I watch a lot of movies. Oh, this is Frankie D. It's See, Frank- voices are coming from everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's got an open mic on this show today. That's what happens when you I'm age-ish. looking at Lewis and his mouth isn't moving. It's like something out of like a Martin Mull movie. That was Frankie who got that. Tom right. Skerritt was the father. Yes, of the very good. Also on the movie Top Gun. Do you know Top Gun 2 uh, just this week became like the seventh highest earning movie ever? One past Titanic or something like that. You believe that? Anyway. Oh, you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I think he needs oxygen. Going.
2: <laughs> uh, Joe Pinion. Everybody loves Joe Pinion. Uh, any anytime I bring him on the air, me uh, alone or me and Bernard, he uh, everybody goes crazy over this guy. He's really smart. He's tough, and yes, he does check a couple of boxes because he's an African American. I don't want to say conservative, but he's a Republican. And, of course, he's running against one of the worst people, worst people to ever hold office in this state, and that is Chuck Schumer, who I guess at one point may have been a decent guy when he graduated Madison High School, where my cousin Norm Coleman went and my mother went and my sisters went. He may have been decent. He may have been decent in his early days as a politician. But he's become such a horrible um, person and, and really Uh, does nothing for this state. I mean nothing. In fact, Bernie brought this up a couple of days ago. With all that's going on in New York, all of it going on, and all you hear about is the crime, have you ever heard Chuck Schumer ever talk about crime in this city? The answer is no. He never does. Get him out. Thank you, Joe. Get him out. So Joe Pinion is running against Chuck Schumer, and he's got all the right answers. He's a really smart guy, spent a lot of time over at Newsmax as a... um, you know, it's a, uh, what do you call that, a, uh, uh, like a host, I guess. And so Joe Pinion will join us coming up at 7.40. So you get Joe Pinion at seven forty, eight oh five. 8.05, you get Jim Jordan, the great congressman out of Ohio. 8.25, Lydia Reports with Lydia Serrani. 8.40, Steve Scalise, the great congressman out of Louisiana. And then uh, beat Sid at 9.40. That is a spectacular show. I'm sorry, that's great. That is great. And that's what you've got coming up. Here on the uh, Bernie and Sid show today. So we've been playing these Merrick Garland cuts all day. And uh, he says, listen, I signed off on it. Alan Dershowitz, who's on John Katzmatini's show quite a bit. John has a great weekday show. And let me tell you, for all the bragging I do, and I do most of the bragging on the show, Bernie's getting better with it. He was always very uncomfortable, but I, I kind of wore off on the guy. But uh, John kicks the crap out of Sean Hannity every day, and that's not a small task. So congratulations to John Katz and that Katz at Night show. He's got Dershowitz on all the time. I'm not sure if this is from John's show or not, but it is Alan Dershowitz talking about Merrick Garland and the warrant, and this would be Alan Dershowitz number eight, Lewis.
6: So two important developments today. One that Garland said he personally signed off on. A lot of people were saying, no, it was Ray, it was not Garland. I knew all the time it was Garland, and I said so over again. The second thing is stop picking on the judge. The magistrate judge, they always approve search warrants. I'm sure the words were correct. Don't blame him. There's been in the media a lot of anti-Semitic attacks on him, a lot of McCarthyite attacks on him, blaming him for being one of the lawyers for Jeffrey Epstein's secretary. Want to blame people? Blame me. I was Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer. If you trust me to do justice, don't attack the judge. Criticize the Justice Department. That seems appropriate.
2: He did leave out Alan Dershowitz that this judge and the whole Jeffrey Epstein connection, which, yes, Alan has that, too, was also a major donor, I believe, for both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, now so was Alan. Alan is a, was a Clinton supporter as well. So, you know, even though Alan, uh, for, the, for the most part, over the last six years— since I've come back to New York and done this show with Bernard, middays and mornings, seems like Allen, over the last six years, tends to agree more and more with Republicans. He's been a Democrat his whole life. He can call himself whatever he wants. He's been a Democrat his whole life. But it seems like, especially with Donald Trump, he's been agreeing with me and Bernie on that side in, uh, in big numbers the last couple of years. But he is a guy that Clinton, Obama, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, this judge, he will go out of his way to defend those folks so that's why you can't, uh, you can never really trust Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I'm, I love Alan Dershowitz, I love him. He actually was uh, right right beside me when we had that huge, um, uh, what would you call that, uh, well, I guess a protest. It was outside the New York Times building a couple of years ago, and it was Dove Hyken, me, Alan Dershowitz. And you may remember it was when the New York Times... It was an anti-Semitic paper dating all the way back to World War II when they did very few stories on Germans killing the Jews. Very few. There was a cartoon that somebody drew that had uh, Donald Trump and Bibi Netanyahu. One was walking the other, like walking the dog, which was really anti-Semitic. And so me and Heikind and Dershowitz and a few other big-time Jewish dignitaries stood outside the New York Times building. It was the first time I ever really did a protest i would never done that. I've done a couple since with Dolph Hyken, but that was my first one, and I got on the news. I thought it was a big deal, and it was exciting. So Anyway, uh, Alan Dershowitz is usually on the right side of things because regardless of his political affiliations, he's a very, very smart man. At rosenberg.sydney where you can follow me. The show's got an Instagram account at it's Bernie and Sid, the station at 77 WABC Radio. But mine is at Rosenberg.syd. Nicole says, Sid and Louie, the other movie you were talking about is the crush. Alicia Silverstone was the oh, baby. Yeah, Carrie Elwis was the father. And of course, she was in uh uh Alicia was in uh what? What was she famous for? Uh, uh the clueless. Ma- uh, clueless, actually. She wasn't married with uh, children. She wasn't the daughter. No, that was Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Right. So it is uh, 742 on your Friday morning. Jim Jordan, the great congressman of Ohio, will join us at 8. Steve Scalise, the great congressman of Louisiana, will join us at 840. But sitting to my left, proudly wearing his Francisco, I'm not kidding, his Francisco Lindor (laughs) New York Met jersey and his number 17 Keith Hernandez hat, all decked out in Mets is the gubernatorial
12: candidate for Congress here in New York, the great Joe Pinion. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Well, I mean, you got everyone confused. I don't know if I'm running for a Congress or for governor, but we're running for U.S. Senate against Did I say Chuck governor? Schumer. Look, man, it's, it's morning. We need some coffee yeah. in here. No,
2: <laughs> I think I did say Congress, but either way, I didn't say Senate. You're right. Uh, but I've never <laughs> seen you out of a, out of a suit And now you're wearing like a Met. I didn't know you were a Met fan.
12: Well, look, man. I mean, look, I'm a black Republican in New York. Of course I'm a Mets fan, (laughs) right? (laughs) Long-suffering Mets fan. But, look, uh, like 86, uh, it's going to be an amazing year because we're sending Chuck Schumer packing – After 42 years in D.C., 24 in the Senate, the numbers say we're not crazy. And after the stunt he pulled this past week, if your eyes aren't open to the fact that this man is living in an alternate universe, I can't help you. Well, it is ironic that as soon as you step into the studio, we have one of the uh, TVs in the newsroom
2: is on MSNBC. And on right now, as we speak, complete irony, is in fact the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. And he's talking about the week that was. And you kind of joked and said to me, oh, there he is on TV trying to convince people that the IRS...
12: Coming to your house is a good thing. (laughs) 87,000 IRS agents paid for by your tax dollars to the tune of $80 billion. And I tell people all the time, money doesn't change who you are. It simply enhances who you are. And it won't change what the IRS does best, which is audit poor people, audit mainstream America, audit small businesses that are barely hanging on by their thumbs. And so that is the truth. Ten out of the ten most audited counties in this country are disproportionately poor. The people who are audited – most are the small businesses, so the IRS is coming for you, and no matter what Chuck Schumer wants to tell Morning Joe, not this Joe, but the Morning Joe <laughs> over there uh, fabricating uh, all types of craziness, uh, just let your, your viewers know and your listeners know uh, that they did block the amendment to make sure that people making under 400000 were not audited by the new $80 billion IRS agents, so... That should tell you everything they need to know. They're coming for you. They're coming for your family. And Chuck Schumer is willing to spin his tail all the way to another six years in D.C. We're not going to let it happen, but we need your help at home to do it. Go to JoePinion.com Joe and Pinyon. help us out.
2: com. You said to me a couple of days ago when you wanted to come on, you said it's been a terrible week, week for Chuck Schumer. So above and beyond, of course, it's IRS stuff. What else has happened to Schumer this week that makes you an even more attractive candidate?
12: Well, look, I think you have to start there. Uh, you have to start with the fact that the man is trying to convince Americans that it's a good thing he just raised all of their taxes. Uh, I don't know what person in their right mind thinks that raising taxes in the middle of a recession is a good thing. It's not. I don't know what person in their right mind says we spent $6 trillion which triggered the inflation, which led to the recession, but the best way we can get out of it is to go out there and try to print nearly a trillion dollars more in money we don't have. So any way you want to slice it, they're detached from reality. Their sole focus is anything that is ideologically driven as they continue to try to change America into something it was never intended to be by embracing policies that have never worked in the of the world, and so we are committed to letting people know we're here to put families first, we're here to put small businesses first, we're here to let all the people know uh, that if you can hear my voice, if you can hear Bernie and Sid's voice, that you have the opportunity on November 8th to send Chuck Schumer packing. It is the entire state, U.S. Senate, a six year term to give New York State, the shrinking 19 million that call this state home, a chance to have a choice and a voice down in the corridors of power down in D.C.
2: JoePinion.com, uh, I was making the point a couple of moments ago, when we talk about the state, taxes are an issue, of course. Right. You mentioned the IRS thing and, you know, energy efficiency, all these things. But we know what the big problem is, crime. Okay, that is the big, you are you talking about? The city, Eric Adams is doing a terrible job. The state, Kathy Hochul, bail reform, terrible job. I never, Joe Pinion, I never, ever,
12: ever hear Chuck Schumer talk about crime. What? Ever. Well, if he talked about crime, then someone would ask him the obvious question. Why haven't you said anything about the defund the police movement that was born in your backyard? Why haven't you said or done anything about the people who are trying to strip police officers of qualified immunity? Why haven't you done anything to ensure that this mass exodus we've seen from NYPD uh, can be stunted by giving police officers the resources and the support they need to know that when they risk their life every single day on behalf of the Grateful Citizen's, Of this city, uh, that they are going to have a person down in D.C. that's fighting to give them what they need, not take away the protections they require to make sure that the most vulnerable members of our city and our state are safe. You are a tremendous candidate.
2: You're a New York guy, you're smart, you're handsome, you're on the right side of things, but I get this all the time. Said we get it, whether it's Tina Forte, the real Tina, I happen to like her, uh, whether it's Robert Shelley. I'm sorry, Peter King, but Andrew Galbrino not my favorite, whether it's you, it's always, we get it, we need Republicans to win, we need Republicans to win, but a lot of these folks don't really have a shot. I don't really feel that way about you, but I know you hear that.
12: When you hear that, what, what do you say? Well, what? look, let's be very clear. Most of the people saying you don't have a shot are the people who are praying uh, that the people who are bringing common sense back to the table don't win. Well, what are you hearing? Are you are you, are you hearing when you're out in the street, for example,
2: forget about the people that love you like me. Uh, are you getting the feeling that you're really getting some traction? Everybody says yes, and then they lose by 30 points. Well, what is the genuine feeling you're getting? Well, the
12: genuine feeling is that we're getting traction. You go to the New York York Post yesterday says that New Yorkers are tired of Chuck Schumer. That is not my opinion. Poll after poll, even the polls done by people that don't like us, Great. say that he is at 31% with independents and can't move, that he is consistently under 50% approval and can't move, and that the only thing we have to do is get our name out there, which is why Chuck Schumer is on Morning Joe and the producers at all these mainstream media networks pretend they've never heard my name. So <laughs> we're coming here to Bernie and Sid, the people that love us, to tell the people that love you to help spread the word, to let them know that Joe Pinin is going to D.C. to fight for them, to send the emails to the CNNs and the MSNBCs to say you cannot continue to have a media blackout for the man who's running for United States Senate, who is the Senate majority leader for the nation. He should be forced to answer questions about the fact that there is an untold scourge happening all across New York State. The crime that is not just here in New York City, but also Rochester, which is now more dangerous than the city of Chicago per yep. capita, more murderous. Binghamton, Binghamton, Syracuse, Syracuse, Monticello,
2: uh, Utica, all of them. And and that's why the governor race
12: is so important.
2: And I know that you were outside of the Jose Alba Bodega a couple of weeks ago. I know Bodito did a big thing for Lee Zeldin just on Wednesday. But you were out there a couple of weeks ago for Zeldin's first press conference. And you are very, very supportive
12: uh, for Lee Zeldin. Well, look, I I think Lee's going to do a phenomenal job. But I think, again... This is bigger than Lee Zeldin. It's bigger than Joe Pinion. This is about the people of New York coming to take their power back. And what you saw what happened with Jose Alba was a warning shot for all of us, that they don't believe that you have a right to defend yourself, that a senior citizen could be going about his day daily business at a bodega. And effectively, the message from on high was you were supposed to sit back and take it. If that man was going to assault him or kill him, Jose Alba, apparently in the eyes of New York City, in the eyes of Chuck Schumer and Kathy Hochul, was supposed to Sit back, do nothing, pray to God, and hope he lived to tell about it. So we're going to tell people, again, that New York is not a place where you have to fear for your life, that you should not have to flee your home to pursue your American dream. This is the year that we're going to beat Chuck Schumer. This is the year we're going to break the back of one-party rule. And if people help us knock on doors, help us make the phone calls, go to JoePinion.com to sign up to volunteer. Send us whatever spare shekels you may have <laughs> uh, because we'll never have more money than he does. But right. this will be a people-driven movement Movement built with the correction officers, the police officers, the nurses who got laid off by no choice of their own, the people who have built this city, they need to come back and remind the people in power that it is their seat not Chuck Schumer's. This is not a lifetime achievement award. This is the state of New York, the empire state, and the empire will rise once again. My beautiful wife Danielle, her partner
2: Abe Hamra, listening right now, he loves you, by the way, loves you. On the way out, you know, coming in dressed as you are, they're taking video of this. <laughs> It'll be all over the world today and you do run the risk of alienating all Yankee fans. You need their votes too. Well, look, You're all dressed in Met stuff. I'm a Met fan, I don't care, but what about all those Yankee fans that we're going to vote
12: for you? Well, look, if they really believe that somehow uh, having their children trapped in schools that don't teach them how to read, uh, is not an issue, then yeah, maybe they'll vote for Chuck Schumer. He's happy to pretend to be a Mets fan <laughs> for a few votes. Uh, if they're if they're concerned about the fact that their families are less safe, uh, then they're gonna vote for me in spite of the fact that I'm a Mets fan. So I think those are the issues that people care about. You know, we can have good fun, but at the right. end of the day, yeah. uh, look, I, I think for me, it's about atoning for what happened to my grandmother, who died alone at a hundred years old in a nursing home. We never got to say goodbye oh. uh, because of these. Policies. Yeah. I've got a joker down there in D.C. Uh, who has never once called for the Department of Justice to reopen that investigation. Hmm. He doesn't. He's mums the word when it comes to Mar-a-Lago. But I've got an a slew of grandmothers and grandfathers all across this nation, not just in New York State, but in Pennsylvania. We know this happened. In New Jersey, we know this happened. Has he come to uh, New York State and demanded that Andrew Cuomo get on the Amtrak Acela and go down to D.C. to testify? Oh, he's God, willing no. to have hearings on practice anything. He'll have a hearing on a ham and cheese sandwich. uh, Let's be very clear. People were killed. The government is complicit. The comptroller of this state, Thomas DiNapoli, who is also running for re-election, man has already been there uh, longer than Methuselah. Uh, He printed a report that said that Under no circumstances can we deny the fact that the governor lied about the conditions in those nursing homes, about the policies, and as a result of those lies and that cover-up, People were killed. So the report is in hand, not by Republicans, but by the actual sitting comptroller of the state. The attorney general has not asked the sitting governor for referral to actually go after Andrew Cuomo. The U.S. senator for this state has not asked the Department of Justice to look into this, has not asked the governor to come down to D.C. It is a cabal of individuals who allowed people like the woman that effectively allowed me to be sitting here today to die alone without the dignity they deserve, put the politics to the side. We know about the crime. We know about the inflation. We know about the fact that our children year after year after year get less than they deserve. But these individuals that want to pretend that what happened in the midst of this COVID pandemic wasn't wrong, that their own colleagues didn't allow people that we love to be slaughtered to hell with them. I'm telling you right now, Chuck Schumer's going to have to kill me to win this election, but I need your help to do it. Go to Joeopinion.com to help us get the word out there, because this is bigger than politics. This is about all of us, because if they can do it to the greatest generation, what do you think they have in store for us? Those IRS agents aren't just coming to make sure that you have less money in your bank account. They're all coming for our freedoms. They're coming to make us subjects in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Not on our watch. And, Sid, I always appreciate you let me come on here. Fire it up now. Let's go. Oh, my God. Wendy Williams
2: said to me on her TV show that uh, the reason why she listened to me every day before she lost her career was that she found me to be captivating, and I hypnotized her. And that's what you do to me. I just sit here and watch you. Because not only are you brilliant and your delivery is just just impeccable, but you're, just the way you, you, you do the delivery is amazing. And I guess that's why you're great on TV, too. Good luck to you, JoePinion.com. That's the right guy to get rid of Chuck Schumer. We want to get rid of him anyway, but now you get a double whammy because you get rid of Chuck Schumer and you get a great American in Joe Pinion. Next hour, out of Ohio, Jim Jordan, Lydia Serrano, and out of Louisiana, Steve Scalise, all coming up next hour. Thank you to Joe Pinion. Here's some more Bruce Springsteen on a Getaway Friday on Bernie and Sid.
1: Bernie and sit in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Oh, I can't believe you're playing Squeeze. I love this band. Black Coffee in Bed. Justin Ellick on his way to Fenway Park got a horrible haircut. I mean, he's a good-looking
4: kid, but that's the dumbest haircut I've ever seen. I mean, terrible. I like to shake it up. I don't understand what the problem is. You shaved the sides of your head yeah. and left it long in the back like a mullet. Do you know, it, you I, look like it's literally dirt. a mullet. It's literally a mullet. I, I want why to why have you a, a mullet. Because uh, I want to have one. I but it want. doesn't look, you're a good-looking kid, but it doesn't look good. But you I, look am stupid. I, am I not allowed to go out and seek what I you want? You can do whatever
3: the
2: hell you want, but why would you want to look stupid? I don't understand it. I
4: look
8: fantastic me ask
4: Lewis, because
8: if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Oh, great. I, I love being involved in this. Yeah. You think he looks stupid or fantastic? What do you think, Lewis? He doesn't look stupid.
4: Thanks, will. See? Well, he didn't say he looked fantastic either. Well, that wasn't he, exactly a ringing endorsement. I, that's fine, but at least he's not know. verbally attacking me. My God. No,
2: yeah, that's not right. You're right. Oh. Who does that?
4: Oh.
2: <laughs> Jim Jordan is coming up next out of the great state of Ohio. This is a, an unbelievable congressman. And uh, Steve Scalise, both next hour, and sandwiched in between Lydia Serrani. So this promises to be one of the great hours in the history of Bernie and Sid on this Friday. And we'll find out about uh, these crooked Democrats and Merrick Garland and uh, what they're trying to do. Uh, Greg Gutfeld said it last night. Congratulations to the Democrats and the FBI specifically. They've just endorsed Donald Trump for president. That's funny and well said. We'll come back with a very exciting 8 o'clock hour on this Friday edition of Bernie and Sid. After some more squeeze and then Jim Jordan.
3: I want to rock!
1: Burning and sit in the Morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: 8.02 on your Friday morning, back with hour number three. Molina Chavo and Joe Pinion were both great, but our next guest is a guy that me and Bernie both really, really appreciate. A great American, one of the finer politicians we've got in this country out of the state of Ohio. We play his audio all the time, and we appreciate what he does for our country every day. Jim Jordan. Jim, Sid Rosenberg, WABC Radio, back in New York. How are you, brother?
15: I'm fine, Sid. Good to be with you guys.
2: Nice to have you, too. Uh, let's get right to this uh, raid. Uh, Merrick Garland spoke yesterday. And, uh, if I, if I had to summarize what he said in one word, I would say he said nothing.
15: Yeah, right. Other than the fact that he told us that he made the decision, which you know, frankly, I, I guess I would be concerned if he didn't make the decision or tried to say he didn't make the decision. For goodness' sake, so no, this is totally unprecedented, as as we all know. And you got to take this stuff in context. Remember, it was a year ago, uh, almost a year ago, when the Department of Justice said we're gonna we're gonna use the Patriot Act against moms and dads who have the the, the audacity to show up and speak up for their kids at a school board meeting, and we know that they have done that. They've investigated over two dozen parents because we've had whistleblowers come to us over over a dozen whistleblowers come to us and tell us of all the crazy things that are going on with the Justice Department. And then, of course, it it followed by uh, a, a vote that the Senate took on Sunday to unleash. Thousands and thousands of IRS agents to harass taxpayers, and then it culminated with this, this unprecedented raid on President Trump's personal residence. So context is important, and then, of course, the context and the history of what they've done to President Trump over the last six years. So uh, we deserve a lot more answers, as you point out, than, than that, that three-point or three-third minute and 30-second or whatever, however long it was, five-minute press conference or statement that uh, the attorney general did yesterday. I've called for him to come. We're here today. We're going to vote on this stupid package that's going to increase your taxes and and make inflation worse. So uh, why not come answer our questions today? The questions that the American people have, Mr. Ray and Mr. Garland, Um, that's what should happen. But unfortunately, it's not going to.
2: Now, you mentioned uh, Mr. Ray, Jim, and, and Garland was up there yesterday, you know, begging and pleading Americans to say nice things about his folks. And look, I'm sure there's rank and file in the FBI that really are great people and do commit themselves to protect our country. But in the six years that I've been back in New York, Jim Jordan, I've had to deal with Jim Comey's nonsense with Hillary Clinton, McCabe, <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Ray, a love affair with Page and Stroke. All I've seen in the last six years is a corrupt, agenda-driven FBI. What am I supposed to say, Jim?
15: No, no, no. Like, well, do they think we don't have you know, common sense? Do, you, do they think we don't look at the history? Um, so yeah, you're you're exactly right. Now there are there are all kinds of good agents. I know of fourteen for sure because there have been fourteen of them who've come to our office as whistleblowers to tell us all the BS that's going on. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are all kinds of great agents who are doing the Lord's work at the FBI. But the folks at the top—that's our concern. And you just pointed the names: uh, Strzok, Page, McCabe, Comey. Remember, Comey leaked the Col- Comey memos, leaked them c- potentially containing classified information, leaked them through a friend to the for the express purpose of getting a special counsel to investigate President Trump. That, that was clear back in 17. So this is the pattern these guys have had. Yeah, we, we should all be uh, n- nervous and concerned about the history here and, and then, of course, what they did on Monday night.
2: Now, unfortunately, it was your state, Jim, this this one role when, when no, it's in sort of an FBI office in Cincinnati and had a nail gun. They AR 15. And uh, he was killed uh, hours later by your fine police work out there in the state of Ohio. But, yeah. um, you know, this is the type of thing that doesn't help us. If you know what I'm saying, uh, what of is the latest not. with that story in your state?
15: I I know no more than what you just what you just said I mean I've read the story too of course you you never want anyone to do do those kind of things the way you send a message to this ridiculous behavior uh, to this unprecedented behavior and frankly all the intentional bad policies they've done I mean never forget this is this is on top of what they're done to your First Amendment liberties what they're trying to do to your Second Amendment liberties what they've done to your Fourth Amendment due process rights this is on top of the fact we no longer have a border we now have unsafe streets when we just had safer streets we now have record inflation and we have record high energy prices. So you couple all that together. The way you send a message is on November 8th. You go vote and you, you send a message to the, the Biden regime, to to uh, the Biden administration and all these things that we've seen that have been done wrong. And so much of it's been done intentionally to uh, to the American people. That's what you that's how we do things in the United States of America.
2: This is the great Congressman Jim Jordan out of Ohio, a Bernie and Sid favorite, by the way. Uh, they may make a decision today as to whether or not, Jim, to unseal Mm-hmm. The documents. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that?
15: Well, the president put out his statement says, you know, unseal them. So, look, that's, that's the president's call. If that's what he wants, then, then we support that. Uh, Merrick Garland said what he said yesterday, said that we're going to go to the court and ask for this to be unsealed. President Trump said, unseal them. So, my gut tells me that, that the, the judge is going to do that um, later today. Not but just to, to cut you off,
2: but if President Trump says that, yes, at no, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock hour, if President Trump says that, Jim, then I have to
15: imply he's got nothing to hide. I mean, I think that's what the vast majority of the country thinks. Like, what is going on? Remember, he let him come in tomorrow. He he talked with the agents. He's been meeting with him. They've been working with him. I don't think President Trump packed up the boxes when they left 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue back on January 20th, 2021. I I doubt if he did. Someone else packed them up, and he said, come on in, see what you need, take what you got to take back, whatever. He was working with them, (laughs) and then Merrick Garland says, no, we're going to have 30 agents to send on. We're going to go to this Magistrate in the Southern District of Florida. I mean, it makes no sense. And that's why the country is saying this is, this is truly unprecedented. And when you view it in context and you remember the history of the, the, the FBI and the Justice Department when controlled by Democrats, that is the concern. Yeah.
2: Yep. So 60 seconds to no, Jim, I know you got a meeting coming up, but, uh, it looks as though the House is going to be easy taking back the Republicans right at the House. Uh, Senate, different story. Oz in Philadelphia, Herschel down in Georgia. These may not be so easy. What does, uh, Jim Jordan predict will happen in the Senate in 2022? <laughs>
15: Well, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to take it back. I and mean, you're right; it, it may be a little tougher. And I don't want to take anything for granted. I learned a long time ago in, in sports that you you know never want to be overconfident. You want to well, especially especially with Bernie Bernie
2: Kosar and the fumble at the one yard line. You know that in your state better <laughs> than anybody. <laughs>
15: <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, very true. But uh, I was I was going to get into the Cincinnati Reds and some of the great right. teams we've had over the past. But, you know, the, red, the big red machine. You had to bring up the Browns, of course. The uh, but uh, no, uh, well taken. Uh, but, but, yeah, we, we want to campaign confidently. I feel good at, uh, about the House, but we we got to make sure we take our message to the American people over the next, what is it 87, 88 days. Um, but the Senate's a little tougher, but I think we can do that too. We've got a great candidate in Ohio, J.D. Vance. We've got Herschel in Florida. we got Adam Laxalt in Nevada. We've got great candidates that, that uh, I think can win. And that's what we got to do.
2: I know you got to run. Let me uh, steal one from my friend Sean Hannity. You, Jim Jordan, are a great American. Bernie and I love you. Keep up the great work. Keep the fight. Uh, We need people like you in this country. We'll talk again very soon.
15: Thank you, pal. Thanks for what you guys do. God bless.
2: God bless you. The great Jim Jordan making his debut on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. And uh, he was really busy really busy. He found a way to carve out seven minutes. We would have gotten nine minutes but damn Frankie with his damn N-H story. I mean, no, nobody me, cares Sydney.
9: about N-H. Excuse me, Sydney. I didn't. <laughs> at least I didn't interrupt you in your interview with Jim Jordan. You're not allowed. It's my show. It I understand that, but those are my headlines. I don't know. Those are my headlines. So I should be allowed that one minute of no. airtime that I get when I'm filling in for death, right, just okay, like right, you get your right, four hours.
2: Okay, here's how it works, first of all. Um, all right, for some reason, and, and Luke can attend to this, you're under the impression that uh, you're co-hosting today. I uh, didn't say that. The mic is on all morning more. Second of all, the news is still a part of the Bernie and Sid show. That's all it that is. I know. I know. Yeah, I so know. you don't have any. You don't have. You have no authority on this show. None. Zero. I didn't say I did. No. Neither do I. By the way, so. <laughs> what well, well, am I talking go.
9: about? There you go. I don't program this show. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's Mr. Mullet over here. Did Aaron H. die? Is she dead? What's the story? She's it's... still uh, essentially. Not brain dead, but she's got severe brain well, damage. So what was the whole thing you were talking about for, like, two minutes? What was the what, – what What? What? else was They're there? trying to figure out if they can uh, uh, donate her o- organs. Her, her organs. organs are viable enough for her to uh, – for them to donate because, remember, she got burned, like, really badly also. Like, oh.
2: And this is why Jim Jordan was on hold?
9: You're not going to win this from <laughs> Frank. <fair. laughs> The news is two minutes a day. No, I end it. I'm i just kidding. I know it's a very important story. Not Pe- really. I just want. <laughs> I, I just needed to put something in there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but Jim said all the things that we. You know, it's funny because no matter what you watch, because we all watch the same stuff here, right? We watch Fox News and we watch Newsmax. I used to work for Fox News? Who did? Again, uh, the, the mi- did. again, the mic comes on. There's your voice, and and with some piece of information that not even your mother cares about. And so you you clearly think you're co-hosting this show today. When did this become the Sid and Diaz show? I'm okay with it. Don't get me wrong. You're very entertaining. But is this going to happen to the end, till 10 o'clock? What did you do at Fox News now that you brought it up? Now what?
9: I was a teleprompter operator.
2: Right. You got toilet paper when Sean Hannity went to take a dump and went out of toilet paper? No. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about what Megyn Kelly said yesterday, Frank? I actually didn't hear what she said. Uh, what do you think about what Laura Trump said yesterday?
9: Didn't hear what she said either.
2: But you're all caught up on Ann Hage.
9: Hey, it was, it was on the front page of one of the things I go.
2: Who makes up the decision of what to talk about in the news? Who does that? Usually I do. So you came up with the decision to talk about Ann Hage for two minutes. Yes. And then when the show is over, who scolds you for that? Chad? Uh, maybe, yeah. You think you get scolded today? No. Have you ever been scolded before? Yes. When was the last... Give me the last story you did that you deemed important like this nonsense. And then somebody came after the show and said, Frankie Diaz, what are you thinking?
9: Uh, so... I had Jacqueline do a report on uh, sharks a couple weeks ago. Sharks were a big deal. Yeah, and Shark Week was happening. and uh, you, You're jo- actually
8: making him do this. Yeah,
9: jo- I want to hear this. It's radio. John, uh, I, John I know, Kat- but Matt Meany said move forward. I don't care. It's great John, radio. John Katz actually said that it sounded misleading because it sounded like she was saying that uh, sharks were walking.
2: Well, I heard that whole story.
9: You know what's funny? John? I was in the gym a couple of days ago, and I got a text
2: from our boys, John Katz and Matitis, and it was two sharks. Swimming in Rockaway. And he's like, be careful. And like, they did spot two sharks swimming in, in the waters of Rockaway a couple days ago. They didn't shut the beaches like they had done previously. But that was a text I got from John uh, like Monday or Tuesday. You know, the sharks have become a, a big deal. Anyway, Megyn Kelly on uh, her podcast yesterday went nuts, cursing the whole thing. And um, she was talking about what she thinks The reason for the raid is some people talk about the nuclear codes. Some people are talking about January 6th. Others are saying there is no reason. They just out to humiliate the guy. But uh, Megyn Kelly has her own theory as to why the raid happened in the first place. This is uh, Megyn Kelly 14. Lewis, go ahead, play it.
11: Bullshit. Bullshit. There is no way that's what they were searching for. There's no way. I watched all the coverage last night. I've, I've read everything. And I read Andy McCarthy this morning, who, as it turns out, agrees with me. I agree with him. He's a former top prosecutor, former assistant U.S. attorney. Uh, And he says the same thing. This is about January 6th. If you believe this is about classified documents having to do with bulls**t Trump took with him when he left office, your head is in the sky. This is about January 6th and the never-ending desire to get Donald Trump on something. They don't want him to run for election again.
2: Frank Murano says, great interview, huge get. I have to give the credit to uh, Jennifer Grodd. Jennifer Grod did a tremendous job this and worked very, very hard. She must have worked like a 13- or 14-hour day because she texted me late last night in getting both Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise this hour.
8: That's big of you. Nice work.
2: She did it. I had nothing to do with it. Um, so congratulations to Jennifer Grod on putting together a big hour. You know, I'm burning it, shit. Um
8: I'm saying that's gracious of you. Just
2: to say that? Yeah. Yeah, no, listen. If somebody does something good, I'm going to let them know. But when somebody does something I don't deem good, I'm going to let them know, too. And that tends to uh, offend people and annoy people. I just don't care.
8: That's okay. You should be scolded sometime soon. That's what I, I get scolded all the time. When? When's the last time you got oh, scolded? Oh, don't even ask.
3: Okay. I'm,
2: don't even ask. Doug, really? Don't, e- don't even ask. There's more paperwork on me in this in this radio business than the boxes in Trump's house right now being raided by the FBI. Trust me. All okay. the time. I want video all the video. All the, all, the, all the nonsense most of the time, but all the time. Okay. It comes to the territory. You know that. I, I
8: definitely know that. Yeah. Yes, I do. I mean,
2: it's not, I'm not Imus. I'm not above that. Even Imus got scolded. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, I would I would say Rutgers was, was a... Got kind of scolded, well, wouldn't
8: well, you? That, well, that was, <laughs> I think there's other adjectives for that. Scold, <laughs> yeah. Scolded? Yeah, that's well, a
2: verb, but that's okay. 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 Yeah.
8: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Professor. How
2: was your English? uh <laughs> would you go to college, Seton Hall? No, you went to uh, uh, Fordham. Good. Yes. Very good. You're one of the greats. Vince Scully, Jody McDonald. Mike Breen. Mike Breen. Mike, uh, uh, Mike Gunzelman.
8: Oh, my God. that's
2: <laughs> Martin ridiculous. Scorsese, I believe, went to Fordham. Wow. Yeah. No, it's a a great group of people. Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees. That's right. Yeah. Great group of folks. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Lydia Reports is coming up next with Lydia Serrani. And then out of the great state of
1: Louisiana, Congressman Steve Scalise. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Uh,
0: Sid, you've been talking all morning about this, uh, hoax that the supposedly that Trump had the nuclear codes, right? He not only is now asking that they unseal the warrants, he's like, yeah, let's – the DOJ, the Department of Justice wants to unseal everything. Let's have at it. Well, Trump just responded to the Washington Post article that supposedly he had nuclear codes and he had it on a piece of paper and he was showing everybody that he had these nuclear uh, secrets in his home. He wrote on his Truth Social, nuclear weapons issue is a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax and much more. Some sleazy people involved. Why wouldn't the FBI allow the inspection of areas at Mar-a-Lago with our lawyers or others present? Made them wait outside in the heat. Wouldn't let them get even close and said absolutely not. Planting information, anyone, reminds me of a Christopher Steele dossier.
2: Well done. So Trump responding there. Good for him. I'm, I'm actually watching Chris Wallace out of the corner of my eye. That louse on with John Berman right now on CNN. They're talking about the WAPO story that the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago for nuclear documents. By the way, Shannon Bream got the gig to replace Chris Wallace Sunday mornings on Fox News. But they're running with that today, you know me. I think a lot of the folks that are Trump supporters think they were looking for stuff on January 6th. But the left this morning is going on and on about nuclear documents. Well, we know the truth. The truth is they've got nothing. And you just mentioned the other hoaxes, which he did mention on Truth Social. They've never had anything. And this has been going on now for six years. And you just wonder if this is the one, Lydia, that really comes back to bite the Democrats in the ass.
0: I think 100 percent it would. I mean, how insane would Trump have to be to take nuclear documents from the White House and bring it to his home and back in June, invite the FBI into his home, show them the documents, show them the room, put a padlock on it, this and that, and then behind their back. To an informant, somebody in his inner circle, that's what the Washington Post is claiming, wave around the document saying, Look what I have. He would have to be clear cut, insane. So I I really I'm dying to know who this person was or is I don't know or maybe the person doesn't even exist but he or she should go to jail if this is proven false which I suspect it will be just like everything else with Trump they're so obsessed and desperate they think he's a megalomaniac they meaning the Democrats. They have this Trump derangement syndrome, and so they'll believe anything. They really do think that he's some kind of evil dictator that would try to sell our nuclear secrets. No,
2: they do believe it. Now, Trump, of course, is calling for the release of the search warrant. Which I'd like to see, yeah. too. I'd love to know why, in fact, these people did what they did. I'm not interested in what Chris Wallace thinks or Joan Mika thinks or even what Megyn Kelly thinks. I want to know from Merrick Garland, this crooked attorney general, why he did what he did. I mean, it didn't take any real profile and courage to stand up in front of the country yesterday and say, I, I approved it. Well, of course, you approved it. You're the attorney general. We know that already. Why did you approve it? Why did you do it? And of course, we got none of that yesterday and you won't get any of it moving forward.
0: Well, we talked to Michael Goodwin yesterday on Cats at Night. He's that New York Post Pulitzer Prize winning writer, columnist. And he was saying that he was hearing some scuttle. There was a New York Times article back in April that, you know, The White House, that's what they'll do to kind of communicate with other people. They'll leak stories. And there was this leak from the White House that Biden was upset with Merrick Garland for not criminally prosecuting Trump related to January 6th. He felt that he was too, um, not ambivalent, but kind of like not really taking this seriously and just going too much by the letter of the law, I guess, or something like that. So possibly Merrick Garland did this in an effort to try to appease Biden And to uh, appease these people that are obsessed with getting Trump. So that's why he was desperate for any kind of information. And then whoever this informant is came forward and was like, hey, he's got nuclear documents that he could sell to our enemies. <laughs> Stupid guy. And they, they believed it, and they yeah. believed it, and they're, I think they're going I don't to have you know, an I, egg I don't on their know, face. I, I don't know if
2: they believe it, Lydia. You know, Bernie always says this, that they, they don't believe it. And I, and I, I agree. That, I mean, I have a sister, for example. I always bring her up. I'm sorry. And I do love her. Her name is Alana, my older sister. And, and she does believe this stuff. She really believes that Donald Trump is evil and would sell this country in a second. She says... Things like, why are people down on Joe Biden? He's a nice man. He's doing the best he can. And she really believes that. And my brother-in-law, Harry, who all he does is read the Washington Post and the New York Times. He may as well read Dr. Seuss. that's less fiction than those two newspapers. And he just spouts out what they say, which is a bunch of absolute nonsense. But they really do believe it. But I think there are some that just want to believe it because some of it is so outrageous. If you don't know by now, after all these hoaxes, that Donald Trump, this is a witch hunt, when will you ever know? When?
0: I, they spent billions of our taxpayer dollars going after him. What is this, like the fourth or fifth time oh, they've gone after him with yes. no evidence? The New York Times, the Washington Post, don't forget, they were all about the Russia collusion. And regarding your sister, I think a lot of Americans feel the way she does. You just take a look at social media. They believe anything negative about Trump. They don't know who he is. They don't know what he's about. Just whatever CNN and MSNBC has kind of put out there about him. It's just really disgusting, and it's misinformation. And the fact that anybody's believing anything from a source, if this was real, then why isn't any other news agency been able to independently verify any of this? And who is this informant? We need to know so much more. I just can't believe that I, I, this is happening again. I can't believe it. The Russia collusion, the sealed all this stuff. It, and it's happening again. He's not even in the well, White House. Yeah, and but, they're still obsessed with him.
2: Well, but the timing does make sense because, you know, all yes, you're reading yeah. is they're going to get wallop come November. So I guess this is their big August surprise. And if this is, in fact, their big August surprise, it's basically the dog poop you'll probably step in today somewhere on Third Avenue.
0: Well, maybe they're hoping to try to indict him or arrest him of right there before the general election so then the Democrats could win against the Republicans in a landslide. Maybe that's what they're hoping. But we'll talk about this issue so much more. Cats at night, 5 o'clock we 're killing it where we stand for truth, justice, and the American way if you want to know what's going on in the world, tune in to five o'clock cats at night you don 't want to miss it
2: Lydia great job as always you really are terrific Lydia Serrani you can follow her at Lydia News one on Instagram at Lydia News on Twitter and she's right John Katz and Matides does an amazing job whether it 's cats at night weekdays at five or that Sunday show that is a great show catch round table and that comes your way after the rev
1: and the rabbi eight o'clock on sunday mornings on the red apple podcast network
2: The Church Metropolis at eight thirty nine on your Friday morning. What a great show, folks! Lydia, Jim Jordan, Joe Pinion, Molina, Chavo, and now this guy. I mean, you talk about another guy that Bernie and I just love—a great American, a tremendous politician, and courage beyond belief out of the state of Louisiana. Two of our favorite politicians, both Kennedy and Scalise, out of that great state, making his debut. On the number one rated Bernie and Sid in the morning show here in New York is the aforementioned congressman of Louisiana, Steve Scalise. Steve, Sid Rosenberg, back in New York. How are you, buddy?
10: Hey, Sid. I'm doing well. I uh, hope you're doing well out there in New York. And, you know, get us a new governor. Lee Zelton's going to turn around and shock the world.
2: Oh, God, from your mouth to God's ears. We need him so badly, Steve. And we got a new mayor, Eric Adams, who's vying for... Bill de Blasio, as bad as he was, it's just a mess here in New York. But uh, the country, uh, that's a mess, too. And what we saw a couple of days ago yeah. out of the FBI just had Jim Jordan on, Steve, about 30 minutes ago. And here's Merrick Garland pleading with the public yesterday to to love his people. But after what I've seen the last six years, starting with Jim Comey, how am I supposed to do that?
10: Yeah, you know, and Jim, Jordan and I were, were actually watching that together uh, when – the press conference came on. He and I were meeting, talking about some of these issues and, you know, what the real problems are we have with, with what they did. And we were hoping he'd give some kind of real answers, and he gave nothing. I mean, no answers about how you justify an unprecedented action, you know, literally raiding right the home of a president, former president of the United States for the first time in the history of our country, uh, with no justification for it. Look, Trump had been working with them. Uh, subpoena had been the way to go. Trump was in New York. They knew Trump was in New York because you know, your attorney general over there ran on a campaign of harassing a single person. Who's ever done that before, by the way? A right. person running for law enforcement. Justice is blind. This is, I think, what disgusts people the most about this, is that we believe in the mantra of justice is blind and, and the great people in law enforcement who uphold that. But then you get rogue actors who go there, and they use these agencies to go seek and destroy their political enemies. And that's what we're seeing here I think that's what disgusts people the most, especially. And Merrick Garland opened up by talking about justice being equal. Well, where's the equality when you know what happened with Hillary, with Hunter, with uh, Sandy Berger? Go down the line. Mm. Anybody who's tied to Democrats going after Donald Trump all get a free pass. And you mentioned like Letitia Trump James. They've been going after him for his life.
2: Right, and you mentioned Letitia James here in New York. She's, uh, of course, the AG here who's making Donald's life miserable with a tax situation, which Cyrus Vance tried to do the same thing, by the way. So it just never ends. It's been six years of persecution, six years of a witch hunt. But I'll tell you this, Steve, our mutual friend Greg Gutbelt said on Fox News last night, thank you to the FBI. They've just endorsed Donald Trump for president.
10: I mean, it sounds funny, but it may be true. Yeah, you could tell they, you know, it's almost like the, the mainstream media wants to push him to run. Uh, but it, what Biden has done to the country, I think, is what's turned most people away. I mean, n- another right track, wrong track number came out yesterday. Over 75 percent of Americans think the country is on the wrong track because it is. And it's all under Biden, Pelosi, Schumer. You know, if you look at the far left regime, the AOCs of the world and Bernie Sanders of the world who are running the show over here, calling the shots. Uh, it's it's inflation, gas prices. You you know what what the problems are. People are fed up with it and they want to change. They're going to have an opportunity November eighth. And look, anybody who thinks it's time to get complacent, you know, you look at swing districts where you know Nicole Malliotakis, Andrew Garbarino, those districts could go Democrat if people don't show up. And then you got more Pelosi enablers. We're going to flip a lot of seats. I feel really good about the opportunities to flip seats and win the House and fire Nancy Pelosi. But it only happens if people show up. Lee Zeldin only wins if people show up to vote.
2: How do you feel, though, uh, I asked Jim Jordan the same question. Yes, the House, I think that's kind of easy, about the Senate. You know, the Oz race in Philadelphia, the Herschel Walker race in Georgia, those don't look like they're going our way, Stephen. We need both. We need all three. We need the House, the Senate, and the big seat 2024. What are your thoughts right now on that Senate race?
10: Right, the Senate is, is much more dicey. I mean, you look at what, what's at stake. You know, the Georgia race—it's it's neck and neck, and you know Herschel has uh, has agreed to do a debate against Warnock. Uh, Warnock's not a pushover in this thing. You know he's a far left socialist. He's voting uh, against what what most mainstream Georgians want. But Herschel's a first time candidate. They're already spending millions of dollars going after him, and and I think Herschel's going to pull it out. But it's going to be tough. Arizona, we got a chance to flip a seat. Yep. You know Pennsylvania, we got to hold. Pennsylvania's not going to be easy to hold. But Dr. Oz is working really hard uh, to go not only shore up after a very tough Republican fight, three real heavyweights going out after the nomination on the Republican side. He's got to go and unite everybody, and he's working on that. But then winning Pennsylvania is going to be tough, too. I think it all can happen if it's a really good night for us. And I think it's going to be a really good night for us. Uh, but that's the only way we get the Senate. In the House, there's a much more direct path yeah. to go get yeah. the four-plus seats we're going to need. But it only happens if people show up and vote.
2: This is the voice of the great congressman of Louisiana, a Bernie and Sid favorite. We love Steve Scalise. Steve, I don't know you all that well. I'm not sure you're a conspiracy theorist, but I do know Rand Paul pretty well. I really respect Rand. I like him a lot out of Kentucky. And he says that it wouldn't surprise him if the FBI may have put materials in these boxes in an attempt to entrap Donald Trump. Would you go that far?
10: Look, I don't know. It concerns me, though, that you have... Some people over there that just want to go after Donald Trump. It should. It used to be about just finding the facts, you know. But we saw this with the Russian hoax. I mean, where where they used this fake dossier that everybody knows was planted by the Democrat National Committee by the Hillary Clinton campaign uh, as a pretense to start going after Trump on Russia. They did an impeachment on him over this, you know. And it turned out all to be a hoax. You saw so many other efforts, you know, what they did to go after Flynn. Comey bragged about. Uh, him sending agents over to the White House just to see if they can entrap the guy. Not that they had anything to find on him. They just went on a fishing expedition. That's not how these agencies are supposed to work. Witch hunts and fishing expeditions happen in third world countries. They shouldn't happen in the United States. Again, I think that's why people are most irate, because they see a double standard and they see a kind of a search and destroy mission attitude by people at the top. Not the rank and file folks, right. but the people at the top. Right. The, the attorney general in New York, you all see it there. Front and center. Again, she ran on a campaign of going and finding something on Donald Trump. Not that she had something on him and she was going to go after him. She was going to just go after him blindly uh, to find something uh, to, to go after him on and harass him on. That's not the role of those agencies.
2: Right. And now MSNBC, CNN, all these um, you know, horrible places, they're coming up with all these ridiculous uh, notions as to why they did this. One is he had nuclear codes at home. He's already debunked that, by the way. But a lot of folks yeah, like... And, and
10: by the way, why did they wait a year and a half if right. that was the case? Right. Exactly. If it was nuclear codes, they would have <laughs> done it. They, they would have talked to him about it. <laughs> I, I know. It's so you ridiculous. Know, this, none of this holds up to scrutiny. That's why, you know, when Jim Jordan is the chair of that committee, you know, he's going to be, Merrick Garland's going to be sworn in under oath, and he's going to have to answer those questions. Well, let me ask and, you and this. And he needs to answer those questions. And,
2: and, if, and, if, and when it comes time to answer those questions, if he doesn't do a good job of it, Steve Scalise, I imagine you'd be on board. and know oh, I would be the possible impeachment of a guy like Merrick Garland down the road. What about that?
10: And look, I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, doing what they're doing. They're all about search and destroy. We're about finding the facts and getting real answers to questions. I think a lot of people across the country, even people who voted against Donald Trump, are looking at this going, wait a minute. There better be a higher reason than what we heard yesterday in this five minute press conference. And, and they want to know those answers. I don't know what those answers are, neither do you, but people deserve to. And somebody like Jim Jordan and the people on his committee, uh, when they're in the majority, are going to be able to ask those questions and, and let's see where they go with it. You know, when, when somebody's under oath, they're going to say some things differently, maybe, than they'll right. say. Uh, at a press conference, or in all these leaks, the leak after leak that we've seen out of these agencies. Well,
2: one of the the other things you're hearing today is they're looking for something on January 6th. Now, this was some dog and pony show. I know it got decent ratings one night, but this was some of the most embarrassing television, Steve, in the history of our country, all these January 6th hearings, and they've got nothing. Uh, Do you buy that maybe that was the motivation behind this raid?
10: There's no telling, again, because we we really don't know. But everybody, I think, is seeing this for what it is. January 6th commission was set up to be a, a witch hunt against Donald Trump. They Pelosi literally kicked people like Jim Jordan off of the committee because she didn't want people asking the tough questions on the other side. She wanted a one-sided panel. The only Republicans she picked were Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, who they knew would only go after the narrative they wanted. Uh, that's not how committees, by the way. You want to talk about precedents? They're breaking every precedent. First president to be investigated. First time that uh, in the history of Congress where the picks from the Republican leader were were denied by the Speaker of the House, so that you have a kangaroo court instead of a fair and balanced committee. And people see through it when they see that these are folks that are just going after Donald Trump. They're not going after the facts.
2: It's not going to be a great year for the Saints, by the way, uh, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs>
10: It is. It really is. And look, mean? James Winston is going to be the key. If oh, James has a good year, Saints are, are going back to the Super Bowl, buddy. You, you'd mark it down, Sid. All right. But Scalise told me. I didn't believe him, but he told me. All
2: right, Scalise, here's the deal. If James Winston and the Saints have a better year than Jones and the Giants, then you can come to New York, and my wife and I'll take any restaurant you want, Peter Luger, whoever you like. Right. It's on us. If that's I'm right.
10: That, that's a good way, but then I'll take you to a great restaurant in New Orleans, and we got a lot of them. I'd right. be happy to do that. It's a deal. Hey, listen, thank you
2: for your service. This
10: hey is Giants' overall record, but we'll, we'll do this again. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, like <laughs> I said, you. you you send us Lee Zeldin as governor and and keep keep Nicole Malliotakis and Garbarino against the far leftists who are running against them. We're going to flip the house and fire Nancy Pelosi once and for all November 8th.
2: Now, that is a beautiful way to end this conversation. You stay well. You're a real American hero, Steve Scalise. Thank you so much.
10: Great being with you, Sid. Thanks.
2: My man, Steve Scalise out of Louisiana. And how up on these races is he, Andrew Garbarino? Right now, Peter King has an erection somewhere in Nassau County, one that's never going to go down. Not like Viagra four hours. It's never going down. I'm sure he's happy to hear that. (laughs) What are the odds that Steve Scalise, this legend, this hero, shot on a baseball field by a Bernie Sanders supporter six years, five years ago, is going to mention Andrew Garbarino? Seriously,
8: Lou, come on. You would have bet on that? About the odds, about as much of the odds as you said that about Peter King just now. <laughs> that
2: was uh, right. You may be right about that, too. I don't know.
8: Somebody get Pete on the phone.
2: We'll be right back. <laughs>
6: you are listening to bernie and sid god help you on the red apple
1: podcast network
2: At Metro 7, way back when. Here's one for you, Lewis. By the way, Steve Scalise was great. Jim Jordan was great. The whole show's been great. Joe Pinion, Lydia Serrani, Marlena Savo. been a great show. We'll play Beat Sid coming up. What are you giving this to me for, Dupas? Uh-uh. Yeah. We'll play uh, Beat Sid in <laughs> the in Yeah, he's already. giving me the answers in the nine <laughs> o'clock hour. I didn't look at it. And uh, Corey Zelnick is here, too, we'll talk about. He'll he'll give us, uh, try to convince us together. that New York is great. He's just insane. Um, But (laughs) here's a trivia question. The lead singer of this group, which is one of Sid Rosenberg's favorite groups of all time, The Cure, shares the same name with a former All-American running back at Ohio State and a multiple Pro Bowl running back with the Minnesota Vikings, who the Giants walloped in 19... Ninety, excuse me. In two thousand, on the way to their Super Bowl loss to the Ravens, they beat this Viking team. He was their starting running back. Who am I talking
8: about? Lou reads a lot of books. Um, come on, yeah, I know Ohio State, Robert what? Smith. Yes, yeah. I didn't even need all the other folder falderal. No, that but you were did going you? On did, about?
2: But did you know the sport? You're a pretty, pretty good sports guy. You don't he, talk about it, but you are, but you, you knew the sports stuff too.
8: I, I knew. Yeah, where you yeah. were going with it, yeah, good right? Job. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think he knew.
2: does college football still so for. Uh, the communist ESPN network, I believe. Beautiful. Yeah. And his wife. Yeah. His wife was like an attorney. I think one time I was on the, um, or oh, maybe it had been Greg Anthony. I was on, I used to do what's-his-name show all the time, believe it or not. Donnie Deutsch used to have a show on MSNBC. Now he's on the Joe and Mika show. But he had his own show for many years. And uh, George, come on in. And I used to do his show all the time. Who's and, his wife? Uh, she's an attorney. I forgot her name, though. It's not a famous person. But um, we'll do George in the 9 o'clock hour, too. And Corey's on the and we'll play Beat Sid. George used to work for the FBI. George, we'll do George at 9.05, Corey 9.25, and Beat Sid at 9.40. Wow. It promises to be wow. a great 9 o'clock hour. Uh-huh. I mean, this show today, this is uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say Hall of Fame stuff. This is Marconi stuff right here.
8: Megadiddos Sid.
2: <laughs> you miss Rush? Did you listen to Rush Limbaugh when, when he was alive? Or?
8: Uh, that would be no.
2: That's a no, right? No. You were listening to, to what? Uh, the uh, midday show no, the I was band? probably working. The W-O-R. Oh, you mean... Oh, not with IMAS. You were done by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, right? No?
8: Yeah, but there was some... I was still there into the afternoon. Yeah, that's true. Th- that's true. Working.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, You're a lot right. of
8: stuff had to be done. Yeah. But I missed megadiddos. one eight <laughs> hundred eight four eight
2: 848 wabc 1-800-848-9222. we will talk to George. Coming up next about the FBI. We'll talk to Corey Selnick. About New York City, I'll give you all the sports: Jets, Giants, Mets, and Yankees, and we'll play Beat Sid. Your chance at cash and prizes. And then, if it's okay with you, I'm going to go home because it's Friday. Ain't got no job. I
3: ain't got to do more of us. With it. <laughs> I wanna
1: Burning and sit in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: Once that you've decided on A Killing.
2: Oh, it's a good song, Lewis. Fourth and final hour of today's Bernie and Sid show the final hour of the week, 9.04 on your Friday morning. So about two days ago, I take a picture. You know, I do these uh, Instagram videos and pictures every morning at Rosenberg.sydney. And I put them up about 6 o'clock, and it previews the show with me and Bernard. And then I take a picture, and the picture, I, I talk about what I'm wearing that day during the monologue. It may be a Joseph Abu jacket, an Anthony garage jacket, whatever it is. So the picture a couple of days ago was me dressed impeccably as always. I'm a very handsome man. And uh, it said, and I quote, the day after the raid, the FBI can kiss my ass. Okay. And I get all these radical fans. Oh, you all the man. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. But there was one. There was one. Who didn't find it so funny or great? Turns out this gentleman sitting right in front of me is a great guy, a great guy, and he is now the executive vice president and chief of staff for John Katzmatidis at Red Apple. But But a real American hero. He spent 24 years with the FBI, four years with the DEA. So he basically, for 28 years, put his life on the line and served this country. So when I get a text from George V. that says, you're offline here. I know you gotta, you know, you gotta impress the audience. I, I give I give it some thought because he did it for twenty four years. So with that said, here's my friend and fellow Giants fan, George V. George, how are you? Great to be here, Sid. Good to have you great to be here. Is great this to your day show. you
13: on the show? On your show? No, I was on once when you weren't around. Oh, okay. With so the first time hosted. with me. First time with you. Okay, looking forward to it. You excited?
2: Yeah, very excited. <laughs> so you sent me this text. You said, "I understand you've got an
13: audience to a piece, but you're offline here." What was that about? Well, I, I think I think the the FBI bashing, for a better, lack of a better word, that's going on now is is very troubling to me. It, 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 it hurts me in a, in a big way, and and I'll, I'll tell you my my big concern here. The just like, you know, everybody went crazy about defund the police, you yeah. know, defund NYPD. The city, will go, to, the city will, will go bad without a police. And I agree with that. You, know, you need a strong police. You also, this country also needs a strong FBI because there's a lot of people who want to hurt this country. There's a lot of other countries, and there's a lot of people in general. And there's a lot of people that don't want a strong FBI. They want to bash the FBI. They want to hurt the FBI. And it's
2: bad for this country. What, what if I said to you, I agree with you, we need a strong FBI, But at the same time, I bash the FBI because rather than worry about the important stuff, George, like protecting us from terrorists, they're trying to protect us from Donald Trump. Whether it's Letitia James or Merrick Garland, these people spend all day worrying about a guy that
13: was actually a good president. How does that make sense? This is my argument. Okay. The FBI has tremendous responsibility in this country to do from terrorism to bank. Bank fraud, bank robberies, all organized crime, you can name it, they right. have to do it. Right. And there's agents in the field are working their asses off they are. every day. Right. Twelve hour days. Sure. Working like crazy to keep this country safe. There may be a small group that's working a corruption case in Washington, a Washington group. You know, it's a small group. You know, you have thirty thousand people in the FBI, you have twelve thousand, thirteen thousand agents. You're only talking maybe the twenty agents might be working this one, this one matter, maybe the Donald Trump matter, for lack of a better word. Right, but they have to do their job too. When allegations come in, they have to investigate. They have to investigate it. They don't investigate. And I get the whole, oh, but Hillary Clinton they didn't investigate. Hillary Clinton. They did investigate Hillary. Hunter Biden? They investigated Hillary Clinton. Of course they, they did. Of course they subpoenaed thirty-three thousand emails, with she erased. They did nothing about it. Yeah, but we don't know all the facts. Yes, we do. No, you don't. You, you, you're going by what you read about, what people are saying. Yeah. And some of that stuff is self-serving. Um. But do they make but, but mistakes? How, but, time George, time I agree but they make to, mistakes. explain
2: to me how – and, again, I, I don't want to bash all the FBI because you're right. They play a, a hugely important role, and the overwhelming majority are brave and courageous people like you, okay? Uh, the small percentage you're talking about are the people that run it. Jim Comey, Chris Wray, McCabe, people like uh, Stroke and Page. Explain to me why time and time again over the last five or six years they've been involved in these stories – where they've contended all these things. I mean, Jim Comey sat there for 20 minutes and told us why Hillary Clinton was guilty and didn't charge her. And now they're trying to find a way to charge Donald Trump. How can you blame the American public from being so, you know, uh, cynical? I'm
13: going to give you another side of the story. Um, The FBI investigates. The Justice Department prosecutes. Right, right. They decide what's prosecuted and what's not, not the agents. The agents have a big say in it. They could push their case. At the end of the day, it's the prosecutors decide whether to prosecute or not based on the evidence that they have. Like in this case, Merrick Garland. He was the guy that decided we're going to do this. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. He's a guy, a case of this magnitude, that's being controlled by the top. And it's, and it's a very small, small group working this case. That's why they had to go down there and do it. And it's, it's, there's no more sense of case right now than this, obviously, with a past president, you know. And then the FBI is kind of caught in the middle here. That's why this guy, I, that's why the attorney general try to come out and say how brave the FBI is and all that. Right, stuff. right. Said, no, you know, you know he looked shaken to me. To me.
2: Right. No, because you, you got a guy in Cincinnati with a, with a nail gun
13: in an AR-15 showing up at an office in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know? So, yes, yeah. you don't want So you're want provoking people. nuts to right. come out and, right. you know, just like they did with the PD, you know, when they killed officers over stuff like this. Police officers, innocent police officers got assassinated when this stuff was going on years ago. You know, now now it's open seats on the FBI agent. Oh, wait a second, but that's not Trump's fault. That's, that's no. your fault. Not your fault, but that's the FBI's fault. Nobody's blaming Trump. Trump Trump's just... Trump oh, no, Trump's no, 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 no. The media
2: says, well, because Donald Trump is mad at the FBI, people are going down there with guns. Well, wait a second. No, Maybe Trump if the FBI fault. didn't do what they've been doing time and time... Like, if they came to you, George V, you're still working right. there. You did it for 24 years. And they said, listen, we I mean, want you to investigate Donald Trump. And, and let's say you're a Trump supporter, which I know is far and few between with the FBI... Uh, do you have the
13: right at that point to say no? This is, this is what happens with cases like that. Any case in the involvement of a public official has to have major predication before you open a case. Do you know how many from both sides come to us saying this person's a crook, that person's a crook? We, you can't just selectively look at it. You have to look at all of it. Right. But you have to have major predication to open a case, and it has to be approved by Washington. Washington approves all the public corruption cases. So in this, in a case so like this, if it
2: start in your office, you ran the New York City office—that's the biggest yeah, one of all the yeah. fifty-six cities. Yes. So it could start here, and then eventually it goes to. But Washington. it has to
13: be when it, when it involves a, a high a public official or any public official, it has to be approved by Washington before you even open a case. I mean, it's very sensitive because in the political world, you know, everybody does their own spin. You hear it. You watch two different TV channels; they have two different versions of what's happening. Right. So so we have to, you know, we're caught in the middle. The FBI's caught in the middle. Every, at any given time, somebody's always mad at the FBI because they're working the one side versus the other side. So they're caught in the middle in a lot of these cases. But they have to investigate. That's their job.
1: That's their job. Federal right.
13: Bureau right. investigation. Right. We have right. to investigate. Right. This is uh, George V., once again, the executive vice president, chief of
2: staff, Red Apple, John's right-hand guy. I love this guy. Big Giant fan, too, mm-hmm. by the way. You know, I, I, t- I tell you, I remember back on 9-11. Mm-hmm. You were still with the FBI back then in yes, 2001, yes, was. and and all the uh, what I thought were going to be targets after the hit the first tower, and I certainly thought the Empire State Building was next. Danielle worked there, my beautiful yeah. wife, you know Danielle, um, and I really thought they were going to try to go at your building that day. Did you guys were you worried that day that you may be a potential target?
13: I think, I think I think there was a lot of worry, a lot of targets. So I'm not just the FBI building, and and I and, I, and I'll tell you this. Is but you were right there in the Lower Manhattan. Yeah, and this is near dear to my heart because. I was I came to New York ten months after nine eleven and then eventually Did you come from Philly? I was in the yeah, in Philly division in Harrisburg when I, I came as as a as a manager, right? And I actually for two years, two thousand three and four, I, I actually ran Threats to New York City with a with hundred, two hundred, three hundred agents. We wow. ran all the threats to New York City every day. Seven day a week job. So I see all of her work. And price, and price Statement was always a target because it's an iconic site. Right. You know, we had to run these threats out. Um, did you get a then, lot of, like, uh, Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, George we, Washington Bridge? We, 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 we got them all. We got them all. We got them all. We got them all. And then we had the Public National Convention in 2004. I was you there, know, sure. Yeah, sure. you know, we had to we, we help work with Secret Service to help that. With NYPD did a great job. What, what would you say, though, the threats are one thing? You hear,
2: you hear the information, you have to at least... At the very you have to run it out to the ground. Right. But what percentage of those what, do you think that they were ready and or you know for a fact to carry something out? Like, I remember they were bus guys in Seattle trying to take weapons right. into the United States. Uh, you remember that that uh, truck in Times right. Square? Right, uh, how, What would you say is a percentage of those cases that you were looking
13: at that they were really ready to carry something out? Very small, but it only takes one. Only one, right. And, and our motto was you took every threat serious. Whether you thought it was bull or not, you took it serious, you ran it to the ground, because God forbid you didn't run one to the ground and it turns out to be a real thing. It's 9-11. And then what happens? 9-11. 11 too.
2: My daughter, want, she's going to college in England, you know Ava, mm-hmm. and she wants to spend her time doing international law. She is really caught up in human trafficking. Uh, she is. They're disgusted by it. She's Mm -hmm. up on it. Uh, We actually, my wife and I are part of a uh, of a charitable organization down in South Florida that deals with just that human Mm -hmm. trafficking. Mm -hmm. Little girl is taken here, turned into sex slaves.
13: You guys do a lot of that stuff too, right? A lot of of that stuff. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff, and that's the thing that's that's the thing that 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 hurts me the most is they do a lot so much good for this country in a lot of different areas, and to have a that's why the political that's why traditionally the FBI has done a, a good job of staying away from the political web. And that's the mistake Comey made. He got us involved in the political web. We need to stay away from the political web and be neutral. We want both sides right. to come to us. Right? Did, did you know, know? Did you know? Did you work with Jim? Did you know Jim? Yeah, my last year, he was my director. He uh, was your director. I, yeah, I so knew him. I knew him? him. Oh. Yeah, I knew him. He came. I, I, he, he, he'll know me, and I know. Him, I know him fairly well. I know Mueller better, but I know Comey. Robert Mueller. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to—they have to stay out of the politics. Because when something like this up, this is to me one of the worst I've seen. And you know what? Shame on them. We should have stayed out of politics. You know, you know, we have to do a better job now of staying away from the political fire right. because it's always right. going to be—it's very heated. Emotionals are high. Right. Emotions are high. You have two sides. Have this country is so divided right now, and they're each is looking for an edge.
5: Yeah. You True. know, So they'll
13: spend—they're going to spin things up to, to make their side look better. You know, and, and, and at the end of the day, the FBI is caught in the middle. Did they make mistakes? Yeah, they made mistakes. Well, we, we, everybody makes mistakes. That's, you know, we're all human. Did they did they, did they have maybe leadership that could have been better? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what, what I worry about is the men and women of the FBI are working their asses off every day, putting their lives on the line. They keep this country safe. I don't want their work to get hurt by all this bashing. That's my concern. Well, you convince That's me. That's my
2: concern. <laughs> get
13: Duskalise back on the phone. <laughs> get Jim Jordan back on the and, phone. Right, and, I know you talk about Rad Paul.
2: He's you don't the, like Rand
13: Paul. He's never liked the FBI from day one. Well, why from is his that? Father. Because I father. know. Some people, there's right. some politicians yeah. Yeah. That, that, that for some one reason or another, right. who knows what the real he reasons are, would, they never liked the He FBI. says he wouldn't be
2: surprised if the FBI planted yeah, stuff in Trump's box. I'd be extremely surprised if they did. Really?
13: Yeah. Well, no I way. would now with the no last uh, 12 if minutes. People I keep it. It. But you know what happens, though? If people keep talking about it. You know, perception becomes reality. Yes. So keep be, be talking about, oh, yeah, I mean, they're not going to plant it. You no. know what, scrutiny? Because you're going to have 30 people. If somebody did something like that, one of the 30 could going to turn the other one in. It's not going to happen.
2: Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, you did say to me yesterday, jokingly first, you said, now you're part of the FBI's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but That's a said, joke, guys. I know, everybody has a joke. No, but then you said to me that the FBI really likes you, that yes, the guys, they, 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 listen. they listen.
13: You have a lot of FBI <laughs> listeners. You know how many people I come. Oh, I listened to the Sid and Bernie well, show. This and that. I have a piece this of information
2: for you. Do you know that restaurant down there, John, the Italian place, about four blocks away? Huge place mm-hmm. on 3rd Avenue, John DiNapoli's or whatever it is. Tony the a- what is it called? Tony DiNapoli's. Tony Dinopolis. Thank you, Corey. The FBI held their Christmas party there this year. And guess oh. who was invited? You. Me? I guess. Yeah. See, I wasn't invited, so you were invited no, no. For me.
3: I should be defending the FBI. <laughs>
2: Well, you did a great job just no, now. So, so, and then you're right. You're right. I think we have to just take a breath. Well, I'm angry. I'm let, really let it, angry. Let
13: it finish out. Let's see what it is. You
2: right. Know, well, he's let, innocent. He's innocent.
13: He's innocent. You know, he probably is. You're a say search it. is a search. Right, it's right. not an indictment. Right. A search is a search. Somebody's they're, they're, and for a judge to sign off, I get it. You know, everybody's trying to say, for a judge to sign off, everybody to sign off, there has to be something there. Well, wait a second. That
2: judge is a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, I know, Barack I Obama. That saying, oh,
13: no, that, yeah. Well, that's true, though. Well, you
2: tell me judges don't have agendas? Judges? I'm going to say that. Definitely. Right.
13: That. <laughs> Definitely. But when you get appointed, you're usually appointed because you donate a lot of money right. to a party. That's how people get their jobs of course. in Washington. Of course. Washington, half of Washington, is, I, I don't trust. Of course. I don't trust any but of them. But you just
2: Washington made people. a really, really good and effective plea for folks to calm down. And appreciate what you guys do on a larger
13: basis than yes. just this crooked Trump case. Look the other day they arrested the Iranian who was trying to kill Yes. Right? Yes they did. FBI did that. Yes they Anybody did. Anybody mentioned in that? Nope. Nope. Maybe not. Well you just did. Yeah. So you'll FBI be invited to next year's Christmas party now. <laughs> <laughs> you were great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you. Now so what so one did I best. be going to,
2: by the way? Dallas. What, what,
13: Dallas. It is Dallas. You're right. I was right? Yeah. Is it in October? you got to behave now. These are, my, these are my seats. I sit there every oh, year. I For started. 22 years, I've had tickets. I start fights. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> is it an October game or November? I think it's October. Okay, I'll great. I'll check it. will right. be fun. fun. you got to okay. wear a jersey. I wear, my, you know, I wear my Eli or my Barkley jersey. I don't I'm, know,
2: I'm, yet. I'm, I'm all Lawrence. All yeah. Lawrence all the time. Uh, that guy saved my life. So I, I love Lawrence. He's Taylor. a great guy. A I met great guy. actually met him. I, oh, I have stories. I'll tell you at the game. Yeah. He le- le- legitimately and literally saved my life, yeah. Lawrence Taylor. Hey, you're great. Thank you. That was a Thank great you. conversation. Keep up the good work. He's done a great job. Thank you, Thank George V. Everybody, the executive vice you. president. That was great. I got to tell you, the way he first of all he speaks, he's so calm and so smart, and and he believes in what he says that you walk away with he's got a he's got a point. There's a lot of folks out there that work very, very hard to protect everyday Americans. It's just these son of a bitches that are after Trump. They're no good, but they don't, I, I don't think they, they are the majority of the FBI, to George V's point. So thank you, George. So we allowed George to defend the FBI. Now it's time for Corey Zelnick to defend New York City. Who's got the tougher job? <laughs> We're about to find out right after this
3: jump inside
1: it in the morning on the red apple podcast network
3: some folks like to get away take a holiday from the neighborhood hop a flight to miami beach or to hollywood but i'm taking a gray on the hudson river line I'm in a New York state of mind. All right,
2: what a great show today, dating uh, all the way back to 640 with Marlena Chavo. She's great. She's cute. Then we had um, Jim Jordan, 805, was terrific. Lydia, Steve Scalise, George V, who uh, had a big position in the FBI for 24 years. And this New York song is our New York guy. Even though I've lived in New York a lot of my life and Bernie forever, but New York City is Corey Zelnick. Corey, uh, you all know who he is, dear, dear friend, but a real estate mogul, lives in the city, works in the city, and uh, uh, much like Jerry Seinfeld, and unlike Bethany Frankel, who has now come out and said, My city's done, there's no hope, Corey continues uh, to give us reason for hope in this city. So let me start by saying, You look great, you're in great shape. But you're training now. Congratulations! My wife Danielle's got one more marathon. She's going to run Tokyo, and she gets the Abbott Award, which is a big deal. So she starts training in November, three months out. But you're training now for your very first other New York Marathon. That's
7: great. Yeah, I thought it, I thought at fifty-eight, it's something I should do. That's great. Get a Little bucket list item. Are you fifty-eight? Yeah, I turned fifty-eight you're, you're this look, summer. You look great. Now you run a lot anyway. Yes. Central Park every day. Almost every day. Yes. Almost. Every, and, and usually yeah. you're doing like five, six miles. Yeah, five, somewhere between five and ten on a given day, the weekends I'll do Depending. more, i have a little more time. That's you a know. big one. Have you yeah. ever
2: done a half marathon? I've done multiple half marathons. So, well, what makes you believe, other than the fact that you are in great
7: shape and you do run often, you could make the jump from 13 to 26? The, the right mindset. Okay. Because, because the, the, the way I operate is that I've I've already mentally run the race. Yeah. Now I just have to go do it. See, that's it. your
2: personality. That's yeah. why you're great in business. Uh, you're great. You, you do think that way. Yes, 100%. So uh, at mile 22... When your body says to you, kill yourself right now, you will have the mental fortitude, like Daniel, to finish the race. And you're going to do great. 100%. Yeah. 100%, it's done. And, you, and you, you're running for a cause, too, right? Raising money
7: for, for a charity and all that stuff? Yes, I'm raising money for ALS, a good friend of mine. We did this last year when I ran. I remember. Four miles every four hours for 48 hours. That was brutal. So, yes. So my friend, my friend Joel Fishton, he's now 81. And goes to work every single day. Oh, so
6: he's alive.
7: He's alive and battling. He's 81 years old now. How long is
2: he at ELS for?
7: Uh, I think they sort of notified him, and it came about about five years ago. Let me tell you something. That's a long time. A- and at this age. So yes. it's, it's great. God bless. Wow. I love him. I love his family. And I'm proud to do this for him. So
2: folks can go to your Instagram. And how do they find out more to help? Because the, the, the idea is with these marathons, and we're going to do something under Gabe's Gabe's uh, charity, obviously. Yes the uh, Spotlight Foundation, is people donate. So you're running really on behalf of that charity with the help of, your, of these
7: other folks. That's correct. Um, they, they can link in my bio on Instagram. It's Corey Zelnick, and it's right there. You go on. It takes you right to the ALS web, uh, website, yeah. and you can donate it you know, where I have a page. It is one of the great days, I have to say. I mean, for as much as New York bashing
2: that I do with Bernard... Uh, There are some things here. I talked about the U.S. Open, uh, for example, this week. It's a magnificent event. Serena Williams retiring this year. That's great. Anytime you go to a base, there's a lot of great stuff in New York. But that New York Marathon Day, and I think Danielle's done four of them. I've been involved in every one. It really is a spectacular New York afternoon.
7: It's great. Yeah, I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. Obviously, all these years I've... Looked at it on t v or I've been there, yeah, yeah, and it was just i just just time are you going to run this word about the time or just to finish? you go i got to do it in less than four and a half no, no, i can't do that i can't i it, again, it's my first time, and I want to finish. I'd like to not be running you five be. hours into the no, race. You're too good an um, to athlete. You won't be. Yeah. I, you know, if I, can get, if I can keep around that four-hour mark, I think I'd be pretty pleased. Okay.
2: We're going to be there for you, just you know. I look forward to that. Oh, forward. That's going to be great. So uh, here we are. Yes. And, Eric Adams, uh, you have said Labor Day. I think you once said Memorial Day. I'm, maybe you did say Labor Day. And Labor Day is coming up. And uh, you're about to give me all these statistics. They're going to make New York sound like it's back. But the truth is, even Steve Scalise in Louisiana mentioned new york and how lee Zeldin has to win because the city and the state is a mess so tell me why all these people have this
7: horrible misconception well i, I don't know if this misconception first of all you asked me in march and in march i gave you labor Day. you did say labor day not memorial right, day right i said labor day so you're still alive i'm still i'm still <laughs> alive but it's it, it is going to be delayed because back in march we hadn't seen where crime was going. Okay. And, and I know that you, you and, and Bernard like to beat me up about Eric Adams. All I said about Eric Adams was day one, let's give the guy a shot. Well, everybody because, said that. Right, because anybody's got to be better than de Blasio. Right. You're all, the, you were all the, wrong. He's worse. That's correct. <laughs> that's 100% correct. And so it's been downhill ever, ever since. And so that's delayed the process. But if you go around the city, and I'm not going to get overloaded with statistics to bore you, Soho is packed. SoHo is packed. Are you talking about? A daily are you, to, are you basis. talking about residential, commercial, renting? I'm, I'm going to talk about New York City. Okay. Okay. SoHo is packed. Right. Times Square is packed. Tourism is through the roof. Do you know that the where the ball drops, one Times Square, where the ball drops? Yeah. Yeah. The owner of that property has just decided to invest five hundred million dollars into that building to make it all glass, to make it an exhibit center, to overhang over Times Square. So it's long-term investment. Around the city, you probably saw in the paper today, they announced average rent in Manhattan is $5,000 a month. And and you can't get a place. You can't get a place. Right. People want to be here. The problem, the, the prevailing problem, besides the crime, which is number one, is that midtown Manhattan is not getting the workforce and so, is it we, still eight percent? What are the real no, no, numbers? The, the real, the real eight percent is like a Friday number. Okay, but but Monday to Thursday, the number's forty percent. Uh, People not coming to the work summer, maybe during the forget the summer, right? But about 40 percent are coming to work. Gotcha. Okay, but you need more I, I than that. Le- I think it's less than that. Okay, but you know, castle systems where you tag your security. You're right. That's a barometer. That's that's who puts out the statistic. Okay. Okay, and so when you walk around the city, this there's, there, there's a fall off because you don't see the workforce. Again, tourism is – the city is packed. Times Square right now above pre-pandemic levels in terms of density yeah. and tourism traffic. Well, i tell you what
2: I've noticed it is uh, South Street. I take the ferry every yeah. day. Uh, the ferries just came into the South Street Seaport, very famous pizzeria. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, sometimes that line is back to Industry Kitchen. And these are folks that live in Manhattan that are making the trip to Queens. And that whole area down there from Wall Street to South Street – It is packed when I get off the trains. I mean, packed. You know, I walk uh, past the New York Stock Exchange, for example, every day, Corey. There's a million people out there taking pictures. A million. So to that point, you're right. So here's my question. Everybody's leaving New York. Well, if you're right, and it's $5,000 on average to rent an apartment, and there are no apartments available as far as you're saying, and I know, how could both be the case? If
7: everybody's leaving, that's (laughs) it? the the, me, the media has to stop they got to they have to stop so you're vibration. saying it's not true everybody's not leaving everyone is not leaving those that have left left a fair amount of them have come back they've come back they they have come back They may not have come back to their office, but they're here in New York. Back to their house. They're here in the the city. How is, uh, you are, you're not residential, you're commercial. How is your business doing, honestly? Uh, Thankfully, it's doing very, very well. Very well. I'm in the retail business day to day. The landscape has changed a little bit in terms of who's taking spaces. But I will tell you right now, and I, I mentioned this a while back, maybe even almost a year ago, if a restaurant closes... I will have someone to fill that space within five days. Is that right? There is an entrepreneurial spirit. But why is Joseph Abboud's store still open? Because it's not a restaurant. When someone comes into an old restaurant, they get the infrastructure. Ah. They don't spend that much money to get started. Got it. And so there's an entrepreneurial spirit about New York and about people. And so they call them second-gen restaurants. And so people can go right in. And hundreds, I said this a, a year ago, hundreds of leases have been signed in restaurants Big, that's your locals. Right. Big names. Panda Express, they're down the block. Yeah. We're going to do 10 more within a year. In the city? In the city, New York City. Raising, raising canes. You've never heard of them coming out of the South. They're a chicken, they're a chicken finger business. They have fa- a h- couple of hundred stores. They're going to open up stores in the city, and they're going to pay over a million dollars a year in rent in several locations. They're making huge commitments to the city. Chick-fil-A, you've seen them around. I like that. You're yeah. going to see more of them. They're making long-term commitments to the city. And so I know we live in an instantaneous Instagram, this-minute world, but the city is about the long game. It's about the long game. We could do this chapter and verse about the history of the city. It's about the long game, and, and it's going to be back. It's going to be back. It's certainly hard
2: to argue all these numbers you're giving me. I mean, these are – and you're not, you're not making this up. I know you yeah, too are. Yeah. Well. These are real numbers. He's Absolutely, just, this is not just uh, Corey Zelnick. You know, maybe you should run for office one day. Yeah, maybe. Have you thought about that? Honestly? Not at all. Why not? Though you live in New York, you're not a bad guy. They're not going to uncover stuff on you. Like I couldn't run for office. You, you could be, you'd be
7: perfect. Uh, well, I appreciate that, but I like this. I like you like you know, this. I like no. not having to answer when I don't have to answer to somebody. Right. I like coming in when I can see you every right. now and again. Right. No right. one tells me when and where and how. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's are, the, you, are you back at PJ Clark's yet or no? P.J. Clark's is open at the ground level, street level. They've been open. Upstairs, okay. they haven't opened up the restaurant. Oh, they haven't? They have not opened the sit-down white table club. Part. Now, why not? They ju- they've just been slow to go. Because of COVID? It's, it's staffing. Oh, You know, staffing. staffing's another okay. issue. Right. I'll give, you a quick, I'll give you a quick story. A big tech company here in the city. I don't know their name because I was told this story. 600 employees, okay? A friend of mine's wife runs HR. The owner of the company, not publicly traded, but 600 employees tells... HR, the woman running HR, let everybody know July 4th that on after Labor Day, everybody back to work. In the office, five days. She says, maybe we should soften it. Maybe do three, four right, days. Right. He says, no, I want everybody in five days a week. Sounds like the guy from Morgan Stanley. Yeah. Within a week, 200 people resigned.
2: I, I knew it. Resigned. I knew you were going to say that. It's yeah. insane. It's yeah. insanity. They don't want to come to work. That's right. Nobody wants to work. How is your beautiful wife, Jessica? Now, she was, she was I don't want to say attacked,
7: yeah, but she was assaulted walking down the streets yeah, she, of New York City. She was just walking down the street, got a shove over, and thankfully she's great. Does she still love the city, or is she like, well... Yeah. <laughs> she has her moments. She does. You know, she, she Corey, I, buy me a house in Connecticut, you know, damn right. it. <laughs> she and I both born and raised here, but right. we look at each other sometimes and like... Where are we going? Right. right. Uh, you know, we went, like. You uh, can never leave. You can never leave. I you can't, can't leave. leave. Look, we right. went away. We went away. We had a fabulous trip in Italy. We couldn't wait to come back. Uh, oh, yeah. I couldn't wait to come oh, I back. Oh, you can't watch the Mets in Italy. That's right. Good and luck watch go a Met game in Florence. By the way, I had a, I had a problem with the app. You couldn't could, even watch. I couldn't listen to you guys. I was trying <laughs> oh, to listen to you guys. That's terrible. I couldn't grab the app oh, in that's Italy. That's funny. But, that's uh, funny. but Mac, Max, Max comes home from camp uh, tomorrow. That's Jessica's son. Jessica's son. You know, what about your my beautiful daughter, Bailey? And my beautiful daughter, Bailey, is going to go back for her junior year already, already? at Maryland. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Beautiful. She's going back uh, next Saturday. Wow. She just spent the summer. Today's her last day working at Kith. The, oh yes, the designer brand. Yes, yes, she just she's finishing up her internship there. Cool, and she you know she worked her ass off and uh, you know learning the ropes. She's very happy and she's excited and awesome. uh, you know it, she's been with me all summer. I'm, ah. uh, I love that. I can tell you, happy. You look oh, it's great. great. It's, it's a great. beautiful
2: family you've got: Corey, Jessica, Max, and uh, Bailey. Uh, that was a great segment. And again, I understand that you do love the city, yeah. but to your credit, when you come in, you do provide us with information yeah. that really does, really does go to proving your point that new york city is not just going to come back but it's going to come back in a very very big financial way very big it looks like absolutely all right cory zone we love you
3: on the
1: red apple podcast network It's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters.
3: You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie.
2: Oh, God. That was a perk. Yeah, we're going to play Beat Sid. Bernie's out today. And I think Justin has a contestant. They called me back in here. I was already hip naked. Come on back in there. Get a contestant. We can't get one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. pizza going give you a $1,000 whatever it is, 50 bucks, whatever you get. It doesn't matter what you get. God, stop asking. Who am I talking to? <laughs> you realize, Lois, that I just literally had an argument and a conversation with myself. We still need a caller because whoever Justin was talking to, he couldn't get it done. No. 1-800-848-WABC. Your chance to play beat Sid, beat me in this for cock the game that they play every day. 1-800-848-9222, but it's a more well-rounded game, so it's not just uh, the, the presidential stuff, the historical stuff, this is uh, everything, history, sports, pop culture, entertainment, all of it, so 1-800-848-9222, and eventually we'll play Pizza, unless we don't get a caller, I don't know, we had such a great show today, that I'm not going to allow this to, uh... all right, Justin's coming in here now. Now what am I supposed to do now? Do I get to leave? Or... Yeah, now you get out. Oh, here come the calls. Now you get out. This guy's a teacher?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So I should leave now? But you should you should get out.
8: That's it. Now you don't need to be in there now. Not, I can leave. Not only,
4: should, go... n- not only should you get out, you should, like, get out of here now. And just, say come back at some point and just go, leave.
8: Right, we'll, well find you.
4: Every phone line is lighting up. How come you couldn't do this? Every single... Oh, look at this. Because they know your voice. So uh-huh. they have to hear your voice, your Sid... But if you keep talking, we're going to waste time, right. and right. it's going to screw everything up. Take what do you want me normal. to do? Take I want you to just, just get out. Just Take, get out? Yeah. yeah.
8: Take your normal walk down the hall. Go <laughs> talk into someone's office.
4: I could get some M&Ms right now. You could. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go to Chad's office and talk mode. bad about one of you guys. All All right. Right. Go read Jump yeah. in naked. You know, I, I could right. talk to Frank about N H. Hayes. Right. Yeah. Um Right. Uh, funny thing about time, though, is it keeps moving. Oh, right. Okay. All right. tell
8: Justin's in Boston already. can't
3: wait.
4: All right, it is Beat Sid today, uh, a Beat Sid version of the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless water heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com or PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. Jeff in Staten Island, who I actually just spoke to on the phone. What's going on, Jeff?
16: Hi, how are you?
4: I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. All right. Uh, it says you're
16: a teacher, right? Yes, I'm off for the summer, so
4: oh, hopefully awesome. I
16: didn't uh, forget everything that I'm supposed to know to beat to be Sid.
4: Well, we're going to find out in uh, in just a few seconds here. You think you're ready to go? I hope so. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Number one, Rob Manfred took over as Major League Baseball Commissioner in 2015. Who was the MLB Commissioner before Manfred? Oh, boy. Um, uh, Say Vincent?
8: Wrong, you two-legged back of Anthony I should be Jesus.
4: Incorrect. Bud Selig would be the correct answer. Uh, yes, yes, yes. All good, Jeff. Here we go. Number two, in basketball, catching a pass high in the air near the basket, and dunking it is called what play? Uh, an alley-oop. Bam! Jackie Moon in the Tropics came up with that one. One for two.
16: <laughs>
8: Whatever that means. What? you never seen semi-pro? No, I'll put should it on really? my list, though. Yeah, you right. should. Okay, well, you're my drunk God. in Boston. I'll watch that. Okay, good. Great.
4: <laughs> number three, here we go, Jeff. One for two. Who was the American track star that won four gold medals in the 1984 Olympics?
16: Carl Lewis from Rollingboro, New Jersey. All right, very good.
4: Two for three. You're on a roll. Here we go. Number four. What championship NFL team had a rap music hit in the mid '80s with "quote the Super Bowl Shuffle"?
16: The Chicago
4: Bears. Aina. Hey, very good. Three for four. Jeff in Staten Island. To go four for five. Number five. What 1980s TV show featured the character Kevin Arnold? It featured who? Kevin Arnold. Kevin Arnold? That was the character's
16: uh, name, he, yes. That was the character's name in the show in the 1980s? Yes. Uh, boy, I stopped watching television in 1975. All um,
4: right. uh, <laughs> humble, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs>
16: uh, no, no, I have... Uh, uh Kevin Arnold. I'm looking for the show. Is uh, Any clues? A comedy? Something?
4: <laughs> uh No, because I uh, wasn't even close to being alive then. It's, so. it's about,
8: <laughs> a, about a kid growing up in the uh, uh, sort of oh, 60s. Oh, uh, the wonder
4: years?
16: Okay, well, he needed a hint. Oh, he
4: didn't say give him the answer, Lou.
16: That, was <laughs> that the that answer? I got a hint. Now I feel bad. Oh. It's okay. Four for so five. got to get Sid that hint then, I guess. But I yeah, know. I guess we might have okay, to. Fine. If he won't, he's not even paying attention.
4: We, we, we might withhold it. because honestly,
16: going to be so much sports. Is this because it's... it's, it's okay, yes. Sid, you, got, you, got, you got it on sports. Yes, great, but okay.
4: indeed. Indeed. All right. I but you did great. You did, you did a great job. I five for five. You did a great job, Jeff. We're going to put you on hold here for about a minute or so while Sid uh, goes okay. for five, and then we'll get you back okay. with him in a couple minutes, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you. How many get, right? Four. Wow, he played well. Okay. Yeah, he did play well. i oh, Okay. Here we go. You ready? Nope. All right. Number one, Rob Manfred took over as Major League Baseball Commissioner in 2015. Who was the MLB Commissioner before Manfred?
3: Ooh.
2: Uh, Bud Seeler. Moranda Devine's not coming on. She just texted me. Well, the show's out. She said sorry. Yeah. Well, the show's Three hours ago,
4: she's not. And no said, yeah, I wish I could.
8: I can't do it today. Stay <laughs> <laughs> uh, in touch, won't you, lovely? Yes. yes.
4: <laughs> well, that's the, more English than I, that is Australian. I don't mood. care, Justin. Yeah.
8: Shut up. Get drunk in Boston. Leave me alone. Oh, uh, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> Why don't you shut up? All the right. The chair recognizes Alec.
4: Oh, the man from Berkshire <laughs> is <laughs> a noble fellow. Uh, yes.
8: uh, he's drunk with his vomit on All right.
4: Good. <laughs> All right, you ready for number two? Yeah. One for one. In basketball, catching a pass high in the air near the basket and dunking it is called what play? Alley oop. Have you ever seen the movie Semi Pro with Will Ferrell? No. That's a great movie. That's he, great. Oh, for
8: two now you are for that. Will
2: Ferrell, yes, and great movie. Never go in the same. Oh,
8: oh
4: that's where you're.
2: <laughs> Wait, he made a couple of funny, but but every movie was the same. Robbie Please. Ray, the car driver, Please. then the football player, Please. then this stupid movie. Then he was an ice skater. It's like, well, we get it. You're, a, you're you're a guy who's not doesn't look like an athlete, and you're trying to play one in, in a movie. It's not funny. He was good in one Crashers. so good. I'm sorry, God. Was like, he was very like the, liter- was like the smallest,
4: smallest part in wedding craft. Very, That's why it was good. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Number three. Who was the American track star that won four gold medals in the 1984 Olympics? Carl Lewis?
2: I'm about to sing some me, National Anthem. Okay. I'm about to sing some National Anthem. It's a like gym. Joe Biden Wait a second. Oh,
8: My God, where are you both of you
2: Weird. Yeah. Huh? He sang at the Nets game huh. too. I think I'll call Lewis. It was terrible. Okay.
4: Yeah. Good. friend. Yeah. Uh-huh.
8: He's in semi-pro. I think I'm so. trying to
4: tell you stuff. You <laughs> learn more stuff about. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I just don't. First okay, one I don't have the time. Two, I don't care. Okay.
3: Okay.
8: Okay. okay let's go. You ready? Yeah. Number
4: four. One champ. What championship NFL team had a rap music hit in the mid eight, mid '80s with quote the Super Bowl Shuffle? Oh come on. Yeah, that one's easy. Too easy refrigerator
2: Perry, Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, that great defense, a Chicago Bears. Hey! Now you know him. Who did they beat in the Super Bowl that year? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's not. It's easy. But you're just too young and dumb. Yeah. You got that right. The, the team that they beat, they started at quarterback a guy named Tony Eason, but he was 0 6, and they put in the veteran Steve Grogan at that point.
8: Oh, remember Steve Grogan. Yeah. This is a, good, this is a, a dynasty team. That became a oh, dynasty, James. They uh, became a Oh, di- uh, they break.
4: became... Oh, Patriots. Well, very yeah, good. Yes. I've actually heard that. I've, you've, I think okay. you've told me uh, that I've before during me. this game Jesus. while we were waiting. He time. thinks
2: the whole world started in 1995. Like, yeah, it there was a no world before that. It did, though. obviously. Right.
4: Okay. Here we go. Number five. What 1980s TV show featured the character Kevin Arnold? This is for the win. I had the same jacket till I became a Giant fan when the Jets screwed me over.
2: And that, of course, is... The Wonder Years. Hi, Jeff. You know, I'm, I'm uh, actually a good friend. Well, you know this. With the father in real life, you could find him out. Okay. He played Lombardi on board. God, you're like so, everything I say, you're like so disinterested. Just, we... okay. I understand you're all pumped up. You're going to
4: Boston. Oh. All, but... right. all right.
8: <laughs> you, know, you know where his head is right now? I mean, it's unbelievable. Huh? He's in the passenger seat of this car, like half drunk. Just get out right.
4: of here. Get out of here. Are right? we on the air? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right i'm Justin an okay, alec uh host hi. of the game goodbye you did a really good job you're great yeah i love you talk to yeah. you all on monday
2: right. who am i talking to now
4: yeah. oh you're talking to jeff he's in stand now he's a teacher <laughs> hey jeff what's goes. up bro hi sid
16: how are you i'm congratulations okay, oh thank you thank you how- too many so- sports questions though there should have been more science questions i'm a science teacher oh are you really yeah, no, yeah I I what gr- what grade, what grade do you teach jeff I teach uh, sophomores, juniors, some seniors. Susan Wagner High School on Staten Island. Oh, it's a great school. Of course. Of course. It, it's a great school. We had a rough year in the media this past year. but it's I know. School.
2: I'm familiar with this story. Whatever. Um, yeah. I don't even know what, uh, I don't remember. It's been a long time. I went to high school 40 plus years ago. But what is uh, the, the science curriculum for a, a sophomore or junior? What do you What do you teach him?
16: Uh, I teach physics and I teach earth science. And, um Right. I've been teaching for 24 years, and next year might be my last year. We'll see, though.
2: Oh, He's such a nice guy. You smoke a lot of weed?
16: Uh, do I smoke weed? Yeah. No no oh, you got to come you to tell me an earth science Why do you, or, you ask such a question
2: Because earth science I could just see you taking your students out there to like central park You know what or... I
16: take them outside all the time I I actually instituted uh, outdoor labs but the, the, wow. there's no no weed no weed smoking No there. weed smoking
2: And you, no. what kind of outdoor labs that that interests me like what give me You an know example.
16: What? we live right across the street from uh there's a big boy scout camp it's called camp um uh, it's next to Camp Kaufman. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, but it's, no. It's the largest piece of private property in New York City, I believe. But long story wow. short, it's right next to the school. So I had started taking the students outside during our labs, and there, it, it was an interesting experience, to say the least. Oh, that sounds
2: great. Now, uh, quickly, do you yeah. go to do you go to ferry Hawk baseball games?
16: Uh, you know what? I went to the game with WABC, and oh, I good. said, "Where's Sid and Bernie?" Oh, and I good. Said, I said, "Where are you guys?" Uh, we weren't there.
2: there. Well, Bernie doesn't make it out much because he's obviously going through a, a rigorous I know. time. I know. And yeah, I had a, yeah, a prior engagement. Partner. But we'll be out there. Just uh, keep showing up at the ballpark because uh, we, we need all of Staten to show up and root us on. Okay, pal? I will. I will. Hey, it's nice to talk to you. You sound like a really terrific guy, Jeff. So God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your summer.
16: All right. Good luck. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Take all right.
2: Care. All right. We'll come back and wrap things up. Been a great week right after this.
1: Beat Party. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC.
6: We're do doing Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Hey, you guys were great today in Bernie's stead. Lou Rufino, you're always amazing. You really are amazing at what you do. Uh, Justin Ellick was tremendous. Frankie Diaz doing the news as well. I forget anybody, did I? I don't think so. That was a small crew today. Rocco, the whole guys. Hey, uh, Bernie, we'll be back on Monday. So will I. Go have yourselves a great weekend. The weather's going to be nice and cool and sunny and gorgeous. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We had some amazing guests. Again, we'll all be back Monday morning at 6. So for Bernie and Sid and all of us, until then, everybody, peace. Rest in peace, Olivia.